Welcome to Click Stop, brought to you by Lucky Dice Cafe out of Huntsville, Alabama. Check them out at luckydicecafe.com. And now for your hosts, Daniel Powell, Jason Alvey, and Tyler Spees. Hey everybody, welcome to Clickstoff Today. This is your host, Daniel Powell, speaking. Just want to let everyone know that Clickstoff is brought to you by TrollandToad.com, the world's largest Heroclix retailer. Find Heroclix new and old on Troll and Toad and use coupon code Clickstoff for 5% off your Heroclix order. Merchant and pre-order items do not apply. If you like what you're listening to today on Clickstoff, consider supporting us on Patreon.com forward slash Clickstoff. A dollar and above will get entered into our monthly giveaways, which are starting back up now that we're done with the Clickstoff Classic. Five dollars and above gets entered into our exclusive Discord server for Heroclix strategy and tactics discussion. Um, And then with tiered benefits from there on up. Um, Also, check out Clickstoff.com for articles and previews that we have. Uh, They will be posted up there. Uh, Joining me today is... Tyler is animals dead spees? No. <laughs> I don't think so. And also joining me is Alex just by that much coos. These are if we didn't know this was about hero clicks or anything, this would be a really weird introduction. <laughs> Are animals dead? Are animals <laughs> dead and just by this them. much? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then our uh, special guest today is the uh, 2021 Clickstoff Classic champion, Patrick Frazier. Hey, what's going on, guys? So, Pat, I got to know, does winning the 2021 Clickstoff Classic feel better than winning the 2019 U.S. National Championship? Oh, I think, absolutely. Uh, it's probably the second most important tournament I've played in. Uh, right behind the, the, uh, the Chicago Clicks champ. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yes, which which Tyler is uh, holding the belt currently. Currently, yes. Right, absolutely great, fantastic answer, regardless of whether or not it's <laughs> right or wrong. Um, um, so Dan, I don't want to intercede or step on any toes, uh, toes, but I think we Pat needs to answer the 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 most probably demanded question is what kind of shampoo and conditioner <laughs> yeah. do you use? Um, <sighs> Because I think that's everyone wants to know after seeing your winning picture. Oh, it's Dude. it's avocado based. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, um, it gives them, it gives them the nutrients that food. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, your hair craves. Uh-huh. Okay. Man, I was very shocked, but I've never seen you like with your hair down like that. Jesus. I've been hiding. You know, I've just been sitting during COVID. I've just been like, aggressively. You're waiting to hair. win the Clicksoft Classic for the unveil. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was a good <laughs> format for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had Tyler at Avocado, so. <laughs> you can get it at Chipotle. Yeah, he's going to go to Chipotle. And... I need a lot of avocados, please. Tyler, do you typically get spring for the avocado at Chipotle? Uh, I do not like it on the burrito, but I will get chips and avocado sometimes. He likes it on his hair. And on my yeah, hair now, apparently. apparently. Yeah. I'll show you the way. Okay. Oh man, I'm imagining Tyler with long hair and it's cracking. <laughs> I think it needs to happen. Oh uh, my god. 
maybe we'll see we'll see yeah so did you just not like uh trim the hair at all during covid right because your hair is not besides, normal you know i shave the sides i shave the sides you know trim up the beard a little bit but the top just let it go yeah, yeah interesting interesting hey that's clearly a great choice <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah so anyway <laughs> yeah, so today's episode is talking all about the Clickstoff Classic, uh, how everything went, different things like that. We're going to talk about each little, uh, all four of us on the show did play and had varying results, um, as you might guess, given that Pat was the winner. I can't all win, obviously. Uh, spoiler. And then, and the, yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, and then talk a little bit about the rest of the top eight uh, teams, and then we've got some questions from our... Uh, esteemed listeners so um you know i think uh i think we'll talk a little bit about you know pat i think we can just go ahead and start with you since you're the the winner there and i, I guess we'll just kind of go uh, best to worst um so i think that would be you then alex then tyler then me um and uh so pat or uh, pat talk to us about your team you know what's on it, and then kind of just like break down how you expect the team to function on a typical kind of first couple of turns. Sure, yeah. Uh, so I used a piece called Sky Tyrant, not too big in the meta right now. Uh, <laughs> sleeper. With, yeah, sleeper. You guys should check out the style. Sky. Sky. That's that's S K Y space T Y R A N T. Yeah, okay. it was on a monster theme uh, with the commissioner and Scarab. Uh, then I had a green Proteus, four Wendigos, uh, Storm Prime, the retail one, uh, Mole Man, the one that gives them all free movement one, and a Moloid, basically just for the Empower. Um, that guess yeah, that's, the way it, I guess that's right. My four Wendigos are the, are the cock champions. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I borrowed four of your 20 uh, Wendigos. <laughs> I think you said uh, to 19, actually. No, no, I said I went I said I went, I said I went. went to 19, but I had to go back to 20 pretty quickly. Okay. He's Do you back. actually He's back. have 20 Wendigos? I legitimately own 20 Wendigos. Oh that, that, is, that is not any sort of exaggeration. I tried to buy some for them. They're not for sale. He needs to have plenty. <laughs> He's holding diamond hands on those Wendigos. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so how how does the team work and function, and, and you know, kind of how you expect some things to go? Uh, well, also on it is the is the uh, reality gem and the power gem. I guess kind of the play is to win map. Uh, you want to do that. If you lose map, you probably lose the game. You want to get the alpha. Plus uh, eleven, right? Plus eleven, uh, monster theme, which usually gives me about plus three. I was plus two against Tyler. I uh, got it both times. But uh, I like to get the power gem onto Sky Tyrant. And then ideally, if there's an object to blow up with Scarab, I, I do that to put them up 10 nothing, And then kind of make them come to you where you have a bunch of Wendigos and Sky Tyrants waiting for them. And just to, to blow up an object, you have to copy the power gem from Sky Tyrant. Copy the power gem, giving him three damage blow up their object obviously you can't do it with rings and gems but all the other ones are fair game the the newer ones specifically well i guess yes. you know it kind of started with exospecs and you know things like waldo arms or chemical fire emotional modifiers um are your popular ones to get to get to get blown off the face of the planet absolutely 
Yeah, yeah just then... take the lead and get him to come down to you, and then, you know, Windigo. flurry everybody. Flurry everybody. <laughs> now, I, I think Tyler mentioned this, and I think it's one of the coolest things that is kind of underrated with Sky Tyrant. Um, and it, it's something that I, in my build with Bat Doom, I did not really use with Sky Tyrant that often, especially once I switched to the Waldo Arms. Um, Sky Tyrant does have two bolts. Um, yes. So... Talk to us how you use your flurry to KO two maggots fairly regularly. Um, so yeah, what I did against Tyler was have it attack two uh, maggots because one of them is going to hit the super senses. You know it. The one, maybe both of them, uh, but one of them is going to hit the super senses. So that way, you're still sticking five to six damage on something. Yeah, because you assign the damage roll. after the super senses. After so they roll. So yeah, you're going to get something to stick. Uh, if you bring a moloid with you, you're doing six damage. Uh, not necessary when you're trying to kill two maggots. But there, I think at least on the first game, you did roll out on one of them. On one of them, yeah. And then you just so then the damage to the, the other, other one. Died. Yeah. Uh, so that's the point. Yes, yeah, use the two uh, bolts. So you're not, qu you know, quaking's good, but you're doing two damage. You right. Double the bolts. That's true. Right. Um, now, I mean, because my, my build with Tyrant uses the Waldo Arms, right? So I'm typically able to quake more things than the Power Gym right. version. Now, the difference is, is that your monster team um, has the ability to do double TK, to whereas I only had the one TK. For eight squares, though, right? Yeah, once one TK for eight squares. You're TKing yeah. with Scarab and probably what, but the Mole Man, right? I think yeah, he, he, uh, he gets... A lot he, of times you don't have to, but yeah. Right. Just depending on the matchups is... Yeah. Just correct, a, correct. Depending on... Depending, right? But if you need to, right, you can pump those two perplexes into attack and then get the double TK and then get the full... Right. Power. And then you get one you get one extra uh, movement square with Mole Man, which helps as well. Right. So if you're going to get something like a Mr. Oz or something like that, that can help out a whole bunch. Yeah, that's what I was sure. about to ask. Does uh, uh, do you still have full map reach with uh, against Oz? Because that sets you back four squares. Yeah. He's got to with the double yes. TK, and the he's got double TK. He's got plus one from just the moment movement, and he's got right. access to two. You're yeah. essentially what netting nine squares after you've been moved back four. So you're plus nine, and then he's going to move eleven. Well, I think it, uh, it's a, uh, yeah. I think you get well, you get. Uh, six minus two, so that'd be four. Yeah, yeah, you're six right. You get you, two, four, you plus yeah. movement. Yeah, yeah so 11. yeah, and then you get the one like movement. You get the one movement because Sky Tyrant has to get out nine to get the full map without a perplex to movement, and you right. get you get right there, right? So yep. Um, but yeah, he's got every every team's going full map nowadays. You know, you just know it's going to happen. Right. That's why winning map is so important. Right. My... So, so just real quick there, just for our listeners, just I don't want to speed round that too much because that's a, a neat little point against Oz. You TK out six, you get moved back two, that's four out. You TK again out six, you get moved back two, you're out eight. Moman lets you bounce one square. That's nine out. You're two out already, that's 11. You go... Plus 11 squares on the charge, that's 22 punching into 23. 
So that way both of your perplexes can go into attack to make you a 13. And then the share... Uh, 14 with the power gem. Uh, for, there you go, 14 with the power gem. Now you can also share a keyword, which can make you a 15 if you're going into something like a... Um, uh, a Harry, modifier. Emotional modifier, Harry Leland, uh, that sort of thing. And then, you know, so you'll be... Still a 13, like attacking a black heart with a modifier. Uh, you'd be a 12 attacking a black heart with a modifier and a Harry. Which is not bad. Uh, which is not bad at all. So, uh, I think My... that's real. I think that's really important about how beefed up you can make your Sky Tyrant. And keep in mind that's only, um, you know, power. That's 50, 100, and then two gems, and then the Mole Man is like 160. Of your build, yeah, you got a lot to play with, right? Lots yeah. of to go. Yeah, so you got like another hundred and forty points, right? Because you're a sky tyrant. I realize that the bowman helps other things, but just specific to the sky tyrant portion of your engine, you've got a hundred and sixty points tied up in that, um, which you know makes sky tyrant an extra big nuclear missile. My favorite thing about your team is the opening and how do you do the cha-cha slide with the, the Moloid. That's my favorite thing about the team. <laughs> because on the, So when he puts it on the map, he has most of his figures on the left, like uh, Sky Tyrant, Moloid, or Mole Man, um, Scarab on the left side, and then he can't fit his Moloid over there, so he has them all the way on the right. So he just moves all of his colossal or all of his giants one square to just carry the Moloid all the way down the line to get him to Sky Tire. It's just the funniest thing. You want him down there because when he does make his run, you want to be able to do six damage. Right. So you gotta just slide him down. Yeah, all the way down the line. And the reason he doesn't fit is that he you expand your starting zone, like Correct. almost yeah. on every single map. He expands, so that's why he puts all his colossals down. Then he has to expand to fit the small guys, and generally on most maps he can't fit the Moloid over there. So yeah, if anyone's wondering why couldn't he just put them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a really fun team. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's some. I think when I saw your team played against it twice, uh, and we'll talk about that. Uh, my first thought was, oh yeah. Like, everyone just forgot, kind of... I mean, didn't forget Sky Tyrant, but forgot about Wendigos and Mole Man, I think because of Vulture for a while. And, yeah. and sort of... And Batman, too, but when Batman was doing the pen side everything type build. Um, so, it, it, Vulture just ate up that team when uh, Mole Man came out and Wendigos were out, so it's like, okay, well, this is a cool concept, but you're just going to lose every Wendigo, like, instantly with Vulture. But then Vulture He's retired. Dead. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, Wendigos. Yeah, this still exists, and no one's playing Batman with Exo or with uh, giving him Pensai. So yeah, it's uh, really similar to I ran a similar team, monster team in the Scott Porter um, event, except I basically I had whales instead of like Scarab and uh, Sky Tyrant. Which I feel like your team's probably better than that, but I'm playing a similar team, and it's a lot of fun having the Windigos with the, the free movement. You get so many attacks. Ugh. I mean, what in one turn you can be doing what three, four, five? They can technically five? attack five times a turn. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot. You know, you're driving. You're gonna be dropping something. Piece. That's one action, and you're probably gonna be dropping a trouble or somewhere. 
Yep, and they can. Do, you probably probably hits and misses. And they can use exploit for those free attacks. They can use blades when they get it for those free attacks. Yeah, it's better now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he oh, just yeah. got like stand, colossal stamina plus the movement. Like he just is a lot better than he used to be. And people, uh, you, he, yes, he, he yeah. was really good. Colossal stamina plus great size. I think is what you're trying plus to say. Plus great there. size. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I like the team a lot. Uh, I think it plays a lot like my team in that it's very heavy alpha, not so much on defense, no. but it relies on winning map. But yours is a plus two on mine, so that makes it even better, right? Oh yeah, we saw. If you were to go first, um, it's three hundred to ten. <laughs> I mean, prob uh, we all have. So like, I have modifier and super senses and props to defend. You do have the Proteus barriers to try and protect your important pieces. So there is some defense, but. We both really want to go first. Yep. Yeah, it's a cool team. Thank you. Uh, do they want to go over records for each of us? I don't know how long that would take, or just like key moments. Um. Yeah. I mean, I just want to talk about key moments because for me personally, I did stream all of my games on the uh, Clicksoft YouTube channel. Um. So I I don't need to talk about. I, there's a few key points I want to bring up, but um, you know, I think. Pat, we can, because uh, you played Tyler and Alex twice, twice each, twice each twice. right? So I think if we, I think if we talk about if they let we let them talk about their days a little bit, and then let's have them talk about each of their two matches with you. Um, that'll kind of like give a little bit of uh, banter there on on both of y'all's day, and then how you progressed through them or not through them to get to your uh win there dan do you want to talk about just the like how many players we had uh yeah that? yeah i guess we could yeah yeah that's fine um just talk about the tournament to start and then we talk sure. about our days went. yeah sure so we had uh 23 players uh so we did f five rounds of swiss cut the top eight um alex you do have all the build sheets uh that you took pictures of um, so we'll get those posted here this week. Uh, the top eight build sheets are in the Facebook group. Uh, the day went well overall. Um, you know, we had pizza brought in. Uh, the venue was good, albeit maybe a little bit loud. Um, a little bit echoey, I guess, uh, would be the, the uh, term. I think, I think those, those two sound dampeners half left right. on the wall... I think worked. So yeah, I think it wasn't when we first got there. I thought it was going to be awful, but that's because everything was empty. Once we filled the room up, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Right. When I didn't notice it at all. Yeah. When we emptied things at the end, it got loud again. Like yeah, yeah I did that for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think everybody had a good time, and um... yeah, I really liked the event. It's one of the honestly, it's one of the funnest I've been to. Like it, it was a really good time. Um, I would encourage other people to look at venues like that because it worked really well. We had a ton of space. It's just like, look at like, you know, a local park or municipal like building that they have to rent. Because like we had so much space the whole time. Um, well, every table had, everybody had their own table for each game yeah. and there was space in between tables. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think the main thing for us was, you know, a lot of people would say go to a game store, right? And that's kind of like the first option. Um, but you know, given that we provided all of the pricing, uh, as the podcast, right. You know, we didn't want complications with the store rightfully. So wanting, 
um, a cut of the action, right? We wanted to make sure that everything that we provided was going to the players that came and, um, you know, we wanted to be able to play, right? That was the, that was the main thing for us. Um, and I think one of, one of the big things I think that made it better, uh, because the day was over at eight, like eight o'clock ish. Yeah. We started um, an hour earlier than normal. Yeah, and we started later than we wanted to because we had some people r arriving late. But the the thing that I think that changed everything, and really only this event could do it outside of maybe at Howard's, is lunch being there and provided because we yeah, had pizza there. there was a there. kitchen, and there was yeah. a refrigerator too for drinks and stuff. Yeah, and that was so, a really quick break, and, and I think everybody was fine. Yes, it, it was a very quick break, but it didn't feel rushed because you didn't have to go yeah. anywhere. You just sat there. Yeah, because we we ultimately pizza arrived and ordered us uh, ordered everybody pizza or someone ordered us pizza. Right? Well, so yeah, uh, part of lunch was sponsored and um, you know we used you know we paid for everybody's lunch otherwise. So and so it arrived between out of the five rounds of Swiss between round four and five. So we ended up having like an extra ten fifteen minutes between those two rounds where everyone just grabbed a piece of pizza and ate it. Um, and then we went straight into round five, and when round five was over and we had top cut, we just there was no reason to give time um, outside of maybe a little extended a, a break. But it it wasn't like typical tournaments where it's like, all right, see you back in two hours or hour and a half, go somewhere. It's just like, hey, let's just go ahead and get it going, right? Because people wanted to leave, you know, we're dishing out prizing. It, it went, I think it went smoothly. Like for someone who travels like me, and I usually try to go home the day of the tournament unless it's really far away getting done and i was you know i was in the the final match getting done at like eight o'clock is way different than most other tournaments yeah we like, were actually you know, we were actually locked up and closed by a i think we were it was a central time at least we were we were yeah. done with the tournament by seven and that was you know starting about 45 minutes later because of the folks running late as well so yeah, and you think about a lot of other in-person tournaments where it's a big turnout and whatnot. You, you see tournament results pouring in at like 10 p.m., 11 p.m. at times just because, you know, there's that break. And that and that has to be for people to go out and get food and have time. And so I think that's one benefit of how we did this. Um, and I hope people pick up on that, if they're able to, um, to just, you know, provide food and just don't even – like, I'm, I'm going to – I'm going to see if Howard even wants to do that for more events at Lucky Dice because if he could get, like, they even have, they have the cafe there. So it's like, why even have an hour and a half just, you know, take orders for top eight or something, dish them out, and then just go 30 minutes later or something. I don't sick. know. Yeah, I mean, that's – I don't yeah. see – it made it smooth, made it a nice day. It, I had a blast. Like, yeah, I thought the location yeah, was great. Um yeah, turnout was great. I was glad every everybody that showed up. Um, yeah, overall, we great. You guys ran a great tournament. Uh, it was, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, thank oh, you. Oh, and super super props to Chad. Yeah, great Chad judging. Yeah, Chad stayed with me uh, Friday night and Saturday night, and we greatly appreciate Chad coming down and judging. Um, and Chad is, a, Chad is a whiz because he was able to just you know turn in points, and I feel like after everyone turned in points, it was like five minutes later, even less. Oh yeah, he's like super here's cool. pairings, and I was like, oh, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he did in a tournament that size that that was that quick. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah he, he's on top of it. So definitely props to Chad Birdsall. 
Yeah. Um, he definitely deserves it. He did a very, very good job. And, and I would add, you know, I, you know, on that front, I would add one more little piece of information that, that did help. So, you know, I, I, I work in tech for, um, for, th- for folks that don't know. I also, the building didn't have internet, which is almost like a no-go for some folks. But my iPad and my phone both have unlimited data for tethering. Um, so I tethered my iPad for Chad, and then I streamed the event from my phone. Um, so, you know, if you're looking at that right, you know, maybe ask some questions of your cell provider of, you know, how can you tether things to run run an event from anywhere where there's four walls and a roof, right? Yeah. So you can make those yeah. make those municipality type buildings work for you. So all all things considered, out of different tournaments that have different issues and whatnot, I think our only issue that we ever had was just two people arriving late, and that wasn't even really an issue. We got their build sheets, they texted it to us, so that way we could at least get them approved. So that way, when they showed up, one of uh, one of them randomly ended up having the buy, and the other one just ran in and sat down and got ready to play. Like it was, yeah super smooth so yeah uh i would say there was two things that happened that i want to make sure that so we clear up on the podcast minor things right i think overall we went really well right so we're podcast we we talk about things right so that's what we do um we allowed the hedge maze um for this particular event because it is a 2019 prize map and it's a current prize map being given out by the rock um, I think it's maybe technically retired, but the prize one is a current, the paper one's a current prize one. One guy played it, whatever, it's probably not legal for the next rock map event you go to, it, whatever. It was on stream, it was on my stream the first round, everyone's like, it's not legal, and I'm like, it's, Chad said that it was legal for this, it's fine, right? It was fine, no big deal. Um, I mean, I lost, I lost to the guy on Hedge Maze, it's not a big deal, I'm telling you. Um, and the other thing was, um, someone, the, the guys from Missouri that came had these really cool, uh, magnetic markers for their swap out team and Chad, um, oh, I saw this, yeah. yeah, Chad said, can't use those. Um, well, well now here's now I'll explain. Can't use those. Uh, before the round starts because you can't bring notes into the match you can take notes after the match started so i think there's a little bit of a misunderstanding there because chad even openly said to everybody during announcements you are welcome to take notes after the match starts which falls in line with WizKids rules so i think there was a little bit of a misunderstanding there that the the guys couldn't use their magnetic pads at all um and they you know they looked really cool um and I, and I think that the there is maybe a little bit of worry there that those guys if they use them you know to make sure that they wipe them off every round right because they're little magnet things on there right so you just gotta make sure that you wipe the magnet off there right um so that you're not just plopping it down every time and there's not any sort of an appearance of uh, anything I personally think they look cool, and I think it's fine, right? It doesn't it, – it is right. what it is, right? But Chad, you know, wanted to run things very much by the rules, which was totally fine. 
Um, and, you know, other than the fact that they had this cool little piece of accessory, um, you know, I don't think it slowed down or stopped them from being able to do their swap out teams as intended. Um, and uh, one other thing, and I don't, we don't need to talk about this too much because I don't want to make this into a big debate. Um, Chad, at the, at the very beginning of the tournament, did make an intent ruling, which was appropriate. Oh, yeah. Uh, because there was a big to-do about Maggot bringing in Eenies and Meenies, and then the way he's written, uh, when you remove Eenie and Meenie from the map, sucking them up or whatever, they're removed from the map. But Maggot doesn't have anything to say when you pop out Meenie again, you return that one that's off the map back onto the map. So um, Adam Friedman wrote an article about it where technically you keep creating Meenies and Eenies and keep removing them from the map, and they're just a big stack of Eenies and Meenies off the map. And the only thing that really is impacted by that is force count, because things removed from the map still count towards your force. So theoretically, you keep putting in Eenies and Meenies removed from the map, your force count keeps going up. So that means facing Lord Doom, that's bad. Chad ultimately uh, ruled it intent purposes, where that's not how it should be. Um, and hopefully WizKids will issue an errata um, to kind of make sure that that's the case. Um, which was appropriate, despite me playing Lord Doom and wanting to face Tyler and wanting that <laughs> to be the case. Um, I just wanted to bring that up because we're trying to be, you know, knowledgeable and everybody. You know, I, I always hated, I hated this. One of, my, one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to national and worlds is when, when people relate to rulings made at nationals and worlds and that was never announced to anybody. So yeah. it's like... So it's like, oh, uh, well, no, uh, WizKid said this at Nationals, and that's why this should be ruled this way. And it's like, no one said anything was ruled that way. How am I supposed to trust? I wasn't at Nationals. How am I supposed to know that? And that hasn't happened recently. But right. um, that's why I wanted to at least say, you know, Chad made that decision. I think it was appropriate also. Uh, an intent ruling because we didn't want that to get out of hand. I, I don't think it would have, but... It was. It's something currently left in the air that WizKids, I think, at some point needs to address or fix. Right. Um, just because it is, it's it's the way they worded something just doesn't work how it's intended. So they need it needs to be fixed. Just right. Plain and simple. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, and yeah, and the main thing was was that you know Chad was very vocal. He was you know, um, he made sure everybody filled out their build sheets right, uh, much to some people's chagrin. Um, <laughs> It wasn't like over the top, right? Like you misspelled this or whatever, but uh, he made build sheets were filled out thoroughly. Um, and you got to keep in mind, the main reason we wanted to have Chad come in and judge is, one, you know, we respect Chad as a judge and his abilities, but two, we all wanted to play, right? We wanted to give a unique opportunity. I don't know, maybe not unique, right? But we wanted an event where it's the Clickstaff Classic. You're going to be able to play against Team Clickstaff. Because uh, there was six of us in the field. Um, so, um, where you can get to come and play against play against us. So, I think that all I think that all worked out really well. So, we are transparent about what happened. You know, if something changes, it may not, it will, may not be valid for the next tournament. That's how things go. And um, I think everybody was okay with Chad's, uh, with those few little rulings that Chad made. Um, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. it was good. The pizza was good. I that was my second choice for the pizza, so that I'm glad it turned out okay. 
Pat, you do a bar, right? Like, you have a bar? Does it serve food? I have a bar. No, no, no food. Just booze. Yeah. We don't waste time with food. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but you are, but you are in the service industry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so Friday, uh, I went to go order the pizza for the event. And I walk into the pizza place uh, there in town that I wanted to order from. And I'm like, hey, um, I need to pre-order some pizzas. Can I do that? And they're like, um, for when? And I'm like, for tomorrow. We're not open on Saturdays. Oh. Now, like, what's this? Was this pizza by Alfredo or Alfredo's Pizza Cafe? <laughs> no, I mean, no, I don't know about all that, but um, it's, it's really an office reference. Oh, gotcha. No, it was a really, it's a really good pizza place. Um, but uh, I went with my second choice, which I think everybody was fine with. But I just found it funny that there was a Very pizza, strange. a pizza place that's not well, open on Saturday. Pizza on Saturday, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's. It could, maybe they're Seventh Day Adventists. That's all I'm trying to say. I've mentioned that before. Yes, it's just what she uh, what she told me there in the store was is that there's only three of them that run the place, including delivery, and they just they just can't work that much. They're already working like yeah four I'm sure, three, yeah, the short staff. yeah three take f- Monday off three or four they're oh, they're closed they're closed Saturday Sunday and Monday. So I think they're a place is close on the weekends. Hey, if you make if you make good food, you can work whatever hours you want because people are going to show yeah, up. To when you're fair, yeah, to be fair, you'll just make a lot yeah. less money. To be fair, the guy that does deliver, he drives an old old truck, and uh, you see it around town all the time. So I I think they're busy when they're open. So, um, anywho, um, uh, Alex, you know, kind of start about your day, you know, uh, and then let's talk about your uh, two matches there with Pat. What did you play, and uh, how did kind of your day go there? Uh, any so any big 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 things to talk about? Yeah, so I played a Latveria team. Um, I bounced back and forth with teens for like the, the day before. Um, and reluctantly got rid of Master Mold, but I think that was ultimately the right choice. So the team is consistent. Uh, consisted of six pieces, uh, the two Flashes, uh, Doom, you know, a Doom the Annihilating Conqueror, uh, Molecule Man, uh, Emperor Gladiator, Gladdy Daddy, and then the last one is Nathaniel Richards um, to give basically Gladdy Daddy whatever attack power he wants. Um, in my heart, I really like the idea of giving um, Gladiator energy explosion, but I also liked it in the case of giving him precision strike. Uh, so I was looking at both of those. To th- or give Doom Quake. So I was like, you know what, for 25 points, I think this is worth it. Or to give me a second TK. I actually used him to TK also. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, so he was he was actually surprisingly useful, but once I did that thing with the ability, he he suddenly was not useful anymore. Um, well, he was power at least. I never used it. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, never. Uh, I also had the power gem and reality gem, very much like Pat. Um, I bounced back and forth between soul power and reality, but I really liked Emperor Gladiator having two targets. Like that just was nice, just yeah. in general. I just um, want to say, I we talked about your items for a while. I really think the reality is the best object for Gladiator, because like it, you and, give him soul, but that's plus one defense is just worse than having flex. And then 
you get to heal, but I I just feel like the two targets is way better. Um, so yeah, I I think soul is is still good, but mm -hmm. power is useful in certain matchups. Um, the ones are mirror matches. Um, I went against uh someone who was playing very similar, Rob. Um, I don't remember his last name. Sorry, Rob. Uh, um, Rob I Robbie guess. Rob McCants. Yeah, he was playing a, almost a mirror match, except he had Star Sapphire instead of Nathaniel. Um, I was playing, and this was in top eight, um, but I was able to one-shot Doom because I had Power Gem. Um, without Power Gem, I could not one-shot Doom, and that completely changed the game. Um, but at the same time, I used... I, it was about 50-50 in all my matches. Now, for the day, I went undefeated 5-0 and going into cut, and then I was I won all my matches until the championship round against Pat, which we'll talk about. Um, but ultimately, I think it was 50-50. I switched between reality and power. Uh, it was totally matchup dependent on, um, you know, if I looked and saw, okay, five da six damage isn't needed to kill most of these pieces, <laughs> I'll switch to reality. Um, one of those matches was against Pat, because against Pat's team, I, Gladiator could one-shot, I think, almost anybody on that team. I think. Is that Easily. Cool? I don't yeah. think I have more than... I, I think Mole Man's, Mole Man's the big dog with, with five, uh, yeah, five yeah. clicks. Yeah. And so, reality, and, and we could go and talk about that matchup, but the first matchup we met in Swiss, round three, four, something like that. Four on four. the stream. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. It was on Chris's. Uh, Chris's. You guys can watch me get crushed. Yeah, Chris. Chris, well, I, Chris Cottrell was there with Clicksbait. Uh, he did record matches. He should have them up this week. So on his YouTube channel. Yeah, I I ended up winning map. Funny enough, so he was a plus three. I somehow still won map. So I took him. Oh, I, I'm playing Latveria Village. Let me talk about that for a second. Um, Latveria Village. I always thought wasn't that great because I used to play it on a team with Doom and it's like, ah, oh, this stinks because I, Lord Doom hates this map because I suddenly get three peasants. But man, Emperor Gladiator loves this map. <laughs> yep. One, because it's got a bunch of blocking. Two, he could just run around with peasants and mastermind to them. And Latveria peasants are the new seals because I stole so many objects. I made them little greedy Latveria peasants who ran out and stole so many gems and so many emotional modifiers, and people did not know what to do. Mm -hmm. They spent so much, and they only had three actions because of Doom. Because I, oh yeah, I played Doom 67 the entire time. I did not, I had Lord Doom for Tyler, but I didn't switch to Source or DJ Doom. I had them, I never did it. So mm -hmm. stealing their objects just throws, it, it it's an easy fix. Like, nobody ran out with Sky Tyrant and killed one. Completely blew my mind. Because it's oh, like, kill one. You did, yes. Sorry. You did on, uh, on yours. Didn't work. Um, Still lost. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was thinking with Gladiator. Like, no one went yeah. out with Gladiator to shoot and then protect him and be like, haha, I got a confidence token. Mm -hmm. Like, that blew my mind. They were just like, oh, I'm going to use Flash. Charge Flash. Kill him. Pick up the object. And I can't drop it. But, oh well. Like, I just... They just didn't know what to do, and those either map either map side I can get a peasant to steal your object and sometimes hide around the corner, but otherwise I'm just sitting there. Um, it was great. It was great for mastermind because I give mastermind to Doom, 
So that way, Doom can mastermind to him. He never did. Um, mostly, they just hung around Gladiator, who has traded mastermind. So Gladiator just flew some peasants around half the time. Um, and, I mean, those peasants died a ton <laughs> because they got masterminded to. It's amazing, amazing map. Amazing location bonus. It's by far my favorite. I like it much more than Reign of Terror. Um, so on this, it, it was probably one of the most important pieces, well, outside of the main pieces, one of the most important adds to this team. Um, so against Pat, once again, I won Matt, took him to Liveria Village, had the peasants. Um, I don't... Like, Pat, I guess you expected it, but maybe didn't see the reality EE combo. Because I was able to get that off to kill three of your Wendigos and then kill, I think, Storm and damage two others, I think is how that You killed happened. a lot of them. And it really bothered me because I had been playing Nathaniel Richards up until about two weeks ago, so I <laughs> should have absolutely had seen that coming. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, he got everybody. Yeah, and obviously that ploy wore off um, because that absolutely did not happen the second time. Um, I'm but, not going to let it happen again. Yeah, <laughs> did not happen the second time. But um, that ultimately is what I think won me the match. Because it was still a close game. Like, even after that had happened, the points-wise was still surprisingly close. Um, yeah. After all of that. Because Sky Tyrant lived for a while. And then uh, your um, rookie, your rookie just didn't die for four or five had, turns. He had a spot to hit. I get, you know, I get, what, Stealth is kind of a rough spot for, for Gladiator, right? Yes. Yeah. My team cannot handle Stealth very well. I've been thinking about switching a, to a ring or something, but... Going into this event, my assumption was Bat Doom was probably the only major stealth I was going to deal with. Um, I didn't think about Rookie because honestly, I forget about Rookie half the time. But, um, but yeah, exactly. Rookie Rookie kept him in the game a hundred percent because Rookie was just sitting in the back behind a building and just kept sniping like over and over, and I just couldn't get into a position to shoot. He brought Moloid and, and Windigo up and just kept basing Gladiator. And Glass the Gladiator kept taking the hits and was just like, okay, I'm just going to stand here for a while. But he couldn't get anywhere. I didn't have any TKs. I didn't want to burn any moves to try to move away. He was double-tokened half the time anyway. Um, so it, it, you took out my Flash. You took out a bunch of my pieces. You got Matt... Uh, Mole Man up in the you middle. Yeah. Oh yeah, I kept making Shi'ars. Um, the Mastermind too. It was good at the time until I realized the points were adding up. Um, so uh, I ended up winning that match. It was very, it was surprisingly close after that opening or second turn or whatever. Salvo it never felt close, nice. but I think it was it was within like fifty points. I think by the mm -hmm. end of it. Yeah, that was not the case in the championship round. So in the championship game, I lost map very easily like it was a, a lucky that i wanted in the first match um i was um and I, I don't know pat you can you could talk more about this but my my thought was i was hoping to do the retail uh, not retail the uh the reality thing again but i knew you knew about it at that yeah. point you weren't gonna let it happen and i knew you you already started moving your windows apart um i yeah, if you would have done it again i would i'd have just walked home <laughs> yeah, but it, it, uh, was Nate, a, it was. A... I think I think Nate would have had to have tie you uh, tie a concrete block to your feet, right? That's fair. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, it wasn't that close of a match the second time at all. Uh, it started. It, it felt okay to start with um, because I barriered up. Um, you did the, the cha-cha slide with the Moloid. Um, you were outwitting my TK, which was really annoying on my flash. Um, but I had a second TK with... Yeah, you still snuck me with Nathaniel Richards. I yep. <laughs> yep. I, I, I was like, all right, I got a TK so I can still do it because I was able to TK Emperor Gladiator up and snipe Sky Tyrant. So I was able to kill Sky Tyrant, but then I was too close with Emperor Gladiator to all your freaking Wendigos and, like, all that nonsense. And, and well, it was also the Storm. The Storm was the main MVP, I think, that match because... That's a good piece that I think people don't realize what it does. It's the precision strike there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the precision strike and then the mind control, because that's one of Gladiator's weaknesses. Is just like he's fairly easy to mind control and destroy pieces. But you didn't even go for any of my pieces. You, I think you shot Flash and I missed. You missed. You missed Flash with my Gladiator, I think. But Gladiator then was in the forest with a bunch in the grave <laughs> graveyard with like four Windigos around him. Yeah, and it's like okay, well, I guess we'll play this impervious game, and I absolutely lost the impervious game, because um, I I I may have hit one, but man, it, with so many attacks, I think we said that each one's making five. Uh, yeah. yeah, possible it, attacks. Yeah. yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Exactly. Um, I I fought back a, a little bit after Gladiator, not enough to to win by any means, but. A, I wanted to make sure I wasn't disheartened losing Gladiator. I was like, all right, I got to play this out, see where I could get. And I was able to fight back a little bit. I got did a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, but I, hindsight, I probably, and, the, and there was one other match, I'm debating whether I should have played Sorcerer. I think Sorcerer in that match would have been better, right? Because losing the one action isn't that much if if, if I'm doing five attacks with three actions. It's yeah, 15 so 15 attacks. attacks. Right, and so being able to prob every single attack because I, I can't. Yeah. And kill two. I, He's got two, two bolts, right? Right. right. You can and, kill and, two of them. And, and that really comes from me not having practiced the team at all. Um, I, I got two games in the night before with the team, and I hadn't really thought about who do I want to switch in? Uh, I think against you was one, and then against Jason Allen, fellow team member, he he was playing a um, X-Men switch out, but with Emperor Gladiator, um, and he had cables and whatnot. So I, I didn't realize it till later. I played Doom against him. But when you're playing Emperor Gla against Emperor Gladiator, Doom it almost feels like a trap because Emperor Gladiator could just one-shot Doom half the time because yeah. he's equipped with Power Gem. So you forget how feeble Doom is because he could be outwitted, which Pat did because of Scarab, um, which that was another mistake. I should have been picking up those objects, and I just forgot that if you hold them, you can't do anything with them. I just I haven't played against Scarab in a while. Um, He's coming back. Yep, thanks to you. Um, <laughs> PJ's so, got something to do with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was a, a good match. I mean, both matches were good. Um, but yeah, I, I was felt good about the day. I did not expect to go five and zero into top eight. Um, I just figured I was gonna. I hadn't this practiced is your the team. Event in a row doing that, right? Going undefeated in the yeah, yeah yeah. I did it. I did it in Moorhead with the Lassophobia team, um, 
And then this team, I, I felt good about this team, but like I said, I hadn't practiced it. Also, my biggest weakness, I didn't call in a freaking trouble alert or let's make trouble the entire event. That like, seems bad. Yeah. Legit. Because I <laughs> forgot. I forgot half the time. But I also wasn't making three attacks a lot of the time. It was That's literal. Funny. It was literally Emperor Gladiator coming up, shooting, TKing stuff up. Doom was really my only option. And by the time that was happening, I was already thinking of my next turn. That I forget that I could still bring in trouble alerts so yeah. that's i'm taking anything away from this that's one thing i gotta remember to do yeah so. and i think uh i think alex the only thing just as a sideline and, and this your the finals was recorded uh, as well if anyone wants to go watch um i think the only thing that i would have done different is you went and shot with um gladiator to kill tyrant and i believe the option should have been to go send out Flash uh, and go punch Tyrant with an object. Yeah, that way, probably. That, I mean, because you're still a 12. Uh, you had a Perplex in there somewhere. So you'd have been... On, a... on Gladiator. Gladiator had Perplex. Yeah, so Gladiator makes Flash a 13. He goes, steals one of the objects, which, you know, stops, you know, slows down the outwit. And then you kill Tyrant. Um, so then Pat's down and then has to engage with you on your terms. Um, yeah. he was, you know, he what was still, he was, 50, 30 trade. Yeah. 50, 30 trade. Um, and then it's more on your level, right? So then you just got to mitigate, um, storm and, uh, scarab, um, to whereas storm was definitely key to, um, getting gladiator away from, you know, your team. Um, and I would say, Pat, you're right. I'm glad you brought that up about Storm. Because um, I looked at your sheet, right? And you probably remember this signing up, and you probably giggled at me in your head, at least. I was like, Storm? And you were like, yeah, Storm. And I'm like, Storm? <laughs> Storm? Yeah. Well, you know, two two bolts, right? Uh, eight range, precision strike. It's great at putting uh, wounded tokens around. And no, good sense. You know, she's mind still control on the 14. Do you still get the mind control if the hit target's dead? No. Uh, no. I'd no. say that, that out fl in our game. That, that fl Flash would have been, yeah, the absolute choice, because Storm would have absolutely have killed Flash. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah, I've been singing that Storm's praises for a while. She does a ton. Like, she's she got worth with the knockback stuff for sure, but, I mean, she ignores character. She's got good range. Um, she doesn't have the indifference. Like, she's just very solid if you can, if she makes sense on the build, which she doesn't for a lot, but. Yeah, because yeah, it is a prime slot. Right, uh, yeah. I think on monsters, uh, um, you know, you're not really seeing. There's no other prime. Really, Wonder Woman. I think there's a Wonder Woman prime. Doppelganger too. Doppelgangers. So I guess there are options, but 25 point retail. I'll not tell bad. you. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, uh, and you, and you can't is... snipe her because she's not colossal either. That's the other. Right. Thing. Right. Yeah, she's hiding behind all the tall guys. Well, and she's actually a 20 from range as well, right? So that that's a mm -hmm. big one. Correct. Um, yep. But yeah, so for she, pr she for prime for prime monsters, she's actually fighting against Venom, Riot, Scream, Doppelganger. Oh yeah, Venom. Um, oh, okay, uh, turns out there's a lot of monsters. Whatever, I don't know. I've never looked at them. It's not good ones. <laughs> right. right, yeah, yeah. Doppelganger's trash now, boys. You heard it here first from Tyler. <laughs> I said the, the rest of them. Doppelganger is surprised me. 
Yeah, um, what, what, one last thing I would want to say about the team that I want to practice to see if I could do with Nathaniel. I can't with because of the way Flash is, or the way Flash works. I wish I could figure out a good yo-yo, because I feel like that would make Gladiator better. Um, but to get full map reach, I can't. So, because against his team, I mean, the yo-yo probably would have been better. Trump if I... Team. Yeah, oh, there you go, man. Why didn't I think about that? I'll do that know. next time. So. That was such a broken item. Ugh. Yeah, I uh, like the team a lot. I like reality on Gladiator a ton. I think it's right. pretty um, let's see if we had any questions particular to like uh, gladdy daddy type stuff here. Um, there were a lot. There were a lot in the tournament, I think. Right. Um, I was surprised um, how many I saw. I mean, probably at least five were played, right? So it. Oh, I and, have the build sheet. <laughs> I guess I can look. Yeah, we don't probably. Yeah, I don't know if you have all that statistics handy, but in top eight, there was Alex. Three, right? Uh, Malcolm could swap one in. Uh, Jay was playing it. Um, I think that's it. And Robbie, on. so half of our top eight was playing Emperor Gladiator, with one of them being a swap team. I played against five. Five out of my uh, nine games. Wow. At, at, yeah. And the other two were Tyler, and one was Sam. So. <laughs> Dang. He was out there. Yeah, he, yeah, he is. He's and he's gonna continue to be. So you gotta, you yeah. gotta have a plan against. Him. I, I mean, I think the thing is that Emperor Gladiator is the closest thing that we have to a viable tempo right now. That's fair. I, I know he doesn't. He doesn't technically qualify, but he's the closest thing that we've got. I think seven so far. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Make I've sure. Got look, eight. Make sure to look at the swap ones. Yeah, three of those are on the swap. Eight, nine, because Jay played. Yeah, nine. I think we Jeez. had around nine. Three Close of them were swapped. Yeah, three were swapped. Supposed to have the field. I mean, three of three of them were on our, our clicked off. I mean, me, Jason, and TJ were all playing Emperor. That's fair. Yeah. So. Yeah, prepare. Yeah. Prepare for the gladi day. blocking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to talk... To prepare, and I real quick, I guess to talk about Emperor, his biggest weakness is uh, four Wendigos that can make five attacks each. <laughs> I, no, I think stealth, stealth is a big one too, right? Well, stealth you can mitigate with Gladiator if you build for it. Which True. if if stealth builds up, I'm going to build for it more. Like I I had planned to I play. I guess if you're swapping out, you can have Manta, right? Right. Yeah, or you could, or if you're not playing that type of team, I was just going to play. What is it? Diamonic or yeah, one of the sure. rings somebody that just playing it somebody yeah. I, I played against Preston who had it on there okay. yeah, yeah. And, but it, for for me it just wasn't um it wasn't big enough to uh it wasn't a big enough threat I didn't see enough stealth in my head Agreed. so but yeah he's bad against multiple attacks but he's also bad if he just misses his first attack I mean that's pretty cut and dry um I think people players who rely too much on the confidence token are, are going to lose more than anything uh mastermind is what makes him great unoutwittable mastermind uh just yeah i think period. i nailed it earlier that uh mind control is a, is one of his weaknesses because that's yeah because it beat him with uh just grot and mind controlling the two things away from him right yeah, well that is going to kill one of your own pieces like 100 percent. Right. yeah yeah because he if he smacks your own team that's really bad right 
Generally, yeah. I would, I would yeah, say. but there's so much mind control out there too right now. Yeah, there is. Uh, oh. So, Tyler, uh, anything new with animals other than losing to Pat twice? Um, I played six rounds, so I went four and one in Swiss, and then I played Pat in the top cut and lost that run. Um, so out of my six games with a plus nine theme, I lost map five times. So, so just be aware that can happen, and it is very important on an alpha team with not much defense to go first. So, um, yeah, yeah, we just keep that in mind. Uh, but the team still feels really good. Um, nothing. The thing that surprised me was there wasn't much... Uh, Harry Leland. There was only two in the field, I think we said. Yeah, uh, and Gro Grover and I played uh, Harry. We're the only two people to play Harry. Yeah, and I was expecting to see more of that. It's Everybody knew you would be there, right? <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, I would expect to see more of him. Um, but nothing specifically new that I had discovered during the tournament. Um, Grodd is very good. Um, it's my takeaway. Just if if you don't kill my Grods on my, he's almost like after Maggot. I think Grod is almost my second scariest piece on the second turn, because if you leave him up, he's gonna mind control your team with twelve attack. You could Quake mind control now, so that's great. Mind control is really good with all the Mastermind running around. He's got dual targets for range with his mind control, um. So he's super good, um. Yeah, against so I'm trying to think. Other than the losing map thing, there wasn't anything that stuck out to me against Pass specifically. Um, oh, that was something I. So the first I lost map against Pat twice, and he took me to my map that I that I brought, and then I lost map to Jason Allen, and he also took me to my map. So even though I lost map most of the time, I was still on Glen Grove most of the time. So that was a little weird. Um, but yeah, against, so against Pat, uh, the first time, uh, you know, he moved up and equipped. I really couldn't do anything because most of his team was in, uh, first turn immunity. So I moved up as best I could. I perplexed up and then I tried to position so that his Sky Tyrant could hit the least amount of things. That still ended up being two maggots. Um, he killed my emotional modifier both times, which was very mean. <laughs> because mm, I like yeah. that <laughs> I like yes. that object um, but he does not so um, I didn't get that either of the games yeah and then the first game so he came up and killed my maggots uh, then I still went up and did my alpha you know I can't even remember what I had killed um, I think I I think I left Sky Tyrant alone oh one thing the first I hit the six on the the ultra humanite to get his sky tyrant double token, but then he hit the leadership. So I was, I, I was two sad about that. that yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which is good positioning, obviously by you. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. So the um, the first match up, I I think I scored like 150 ish points. Um, I really just moved up and did my alpha, but I didn't have enough alpha to deal with the windigos, and so and I had to move up. So then the windows windigos just took me out. Uh, the second matchup in the top eight, it kind so <laughs> it went worse. Um, he did his equipment things, so instead of just waiting on my turn, I decided, you know what, let's just go after him this turn. 
because he had to move out a Wendigo, uh, Commissioner, and Storm. So it's like right. you know, 65 points that's outside of his starting area. Um, he expected to just be able to mastermind. Um, he had the, the cool trick where you can mastermind into people who have first turn immunity, so you can't really kill him. But he only has three clicks, and I have three maggot fogs, so I just poisoned him three times. Um, but it just was a worse idea. I thought it was. That's why I didn't do it the first round. But I, you know, I'm like, I'm probably gonna lose anyway, so let's just try this. Uh, it was a worse idea because I, his next turn he had um, his empower with his um, sky timer, and he had all the windigos attack me. So it was much, uh, Arab, much worse. Arab could do five damage and, too. Yeah, so and all the outwit. Yeah, yeah, all the outwits were there for the super senses, so it was much worse. The second you didn't time. even have to attack through an object because they were just right there, right? No, and he could uh, do five with his hands. With his hands? Yeah, yeah. scare him. Them hands work. Yeah, throw on them hands. Yeah, that's true. Um, I did get the privilege of letting uh, Pat know that Scarab does not indeed fly. That, <laughs> that's a fun quirk about that. Yeah, just wings. Yeah, yeah just the, the, yeah, the just wings. wings yeah. He, he does not fly. So just that's, just that's very fun. very much just like Lex Luthor in his rocket boots. Yeah. He doesn't get to fly. And I think there's a Lex Luthor with a pistol that had no range. But yeah, some of that. Uh, the maybe animal the same, team. Maybe the same Lex Luthor. <laughs> it might be. Um, but yeah, animal team is still. I think it's it's going to stay good until stuff retires. It just works really well together. There's a lot of good pieces, but. Um, Tyler, yeah, I it's got just a bad matchup to, against Pat, just because they're so similar. But he's plus two. So, Tyler, I got I got to ask for those that are not familiar with the animal team. So, mm -hmm. who who does most of the moving, like carrying everyone? Is it Spider Ham? Um, just what? he does it for one turn. So it's the the opening turn is TK up Spider Ham six, carry up the team to Spider Ham with Chip, and then Spider Ham has twelve movement, so he moves the rest of the way to get their starting area. But then after that, I always just swap him to Injustice League and just have for mainly Chip carrying around after that for sidestep and stuff. Okay. So what do you do in instances with like a lot of blocking? Just have Chip um, go to town and run around? Well, even with blocking, it's, you know, I can get him to a 14 movement. So he, he, I can get <laughs> 14 is enough for, mo like, I can get over halfway across the map. So if there's any sort of TK lines. Um, even for like four squares, four plus eighteen, and then I get a. It would be eight, four plus fourteen. If I flex movement is I'm in square eighteen plus two for the starting area is twenty, and then I can size up a chip after that to get to twenty two, place in twenty three, attacking twenty four. So even again in really indoor areas, I don't rely on TK lines too much, so I can still get really far. Okay, because I had a strategy in case we met and in case I won map. And I was super curious if I could stop you by having a line of blocking across one row of the map and whether you could get through that line of blocking or not. There are some maps where I don't have full map reach for sure, but I don't think there's ever a map where I have less reach than my opponent. It's because I, I just can carry with 14 movement and then sidestep after that. So I feel like I'm always going to hit first. That's what it feels like, and that's been true so far. Okay, unless cool. I, I, can, I can stop you on this map. So you gotta cool. win map. Yeah, you gotta win map. Unless, yeah, it, right? unless, yeah, yeah. Um, winning map is important. Uh, plus nine apparently is not good enough anymore, so that's something to consider for sure. I think Inquiring Minds want to know, Tyler, 
what is the next team that you're going to think about for three weeks before you ultimately switch back to Animal? That's a, that a tough decision. I really I like the team that I've been talking about. That I still I'm practicing with that team. Um, I don't believe fun. you. You didn't play it. I mean, what are you talking about? Uh, it's a uh, <laughs> another it's a, alpha. Yeah, it's an alpha team. It's like it's scientist and ruler, and it uses Spider-Man family, so the Venom and Pharaoh. And then it also has um, what's the name? Molecule Man, Grodd, and uh, Brainiac. So I win map. I go to Ultron Lair, which is all elevated, right? I have like 20 squares Lots of barrier. Yeah. yeah. So they turn. I do. I equip. Then they go. And then my turn. I move all the way across the map, and you know, roll for Brainiac's thing, and then I smoke cloud with Molecule Man, and then I roll for Grodd's for thing. So I get two. Of, I get two of those things. Scientists have things like Adam for the Alpha, things like Flash to carry for the oh, Alpha. Yeah. Yeah, molecule so man yeah molecule man is good for uh, uh the the hindering for for grod and also kind of defending yourself uh with the barrier so it's pretty fun i was running a scientist uh spider-man family hybrid team uh and i'm no longer doing it just to let you know how it worked out for me <laughs> okay yeah i still believe so we'll see we'll see yours sounds better yeah, the problem is at this point we don't know when the next uh, big in-person event's going to be happening. So, yeah, I'm so I'm still waiting to get into my new house. It's not done. I'm to the point now where it's like I'm just going to go ahead and start packing my clicks for it because I don't think there's another major tournament for the next month and a half that we have to have figures for. I mean, right. that Nothing sounds I've heard right. That. Yeah, I mean, we, we've got you know Bra the broadcast stuff occasionally. We've got the the charity event. The JSA charity thing that they do online. Um, is it there? When's the next Clicks Mafia thing? Is that not till January? Is that usually when We're it is? We're talking about it right now. Uh, we we did it. I think November, the very first one. But yeah. uh, you know, then things weren't important. So then Tyler won it probably later in the year. So uh, uh, your first one, your first one was December of nineteen. Then twenty okay. happened, and then the other one was February of twenty one. This year. Yeah, yeah, this year, yeah, there's one in January or February of this year. I, I was in that one too. So yeah, Tyler won it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're, we're talking about we want to do it in person. Uh, we actually just started talking about it this week because we had such a good time uh, over with you guys. So we'll be, we'll be putting something out soon. Okay. Um, the only other one I could think of is that sets appeal or whatever it's called tournament that they do. Yeah, but um, this this nothing is 300 modern in person. The in-person right. part's the key thing. There are plenty yeah. of tournaments uh, still popping up. Brad's the doing the Lord's time. work over there. Yeah, Brad. Yes. Yeah, Brad. Yeah, Brad's. Field. Yeah, Brad's kind of leading the pack on 300 modern online. Uh, yeah, and that's a, lo a lot of those. A, a lot of those other things you just said weren't aren't 300 modern. So. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm right. just thinking from the standpoint of like just tournaments in general that we're excited about or thinking about. It's just. There's yeah, that's pretty much nothing. Brad stuff, and then and there's nothing else. You know, you get it, you go and play in Brad's thing, and you go up against eight guys, and it's like you're in the cut uh, of a major tournament. It's great yeah, talent also there. Good. Yeah, and then but Joe I guess... just wins everything. So, <laughs> but then I get I guess one thing we should point out though. I mean, that's kind of what happened normally. Hmm. Like, this is the time of year where there's just nothing, right? Like, right, I, rem yeah. I remember October, November, December. Like, we maybe get one set. But it's generally just like this is the dead period. 
well, because in January is when rocks would start up and WKOs would start up again. Because there were there were there was like one or two years we got WKOs in November, but that was it. Is was happening in November? Yeah, I was going to say for a couple right? years. I don't remember Memphis. I think that might have even been around November too. But Philly, I think, was definitely in November. Yeah, Philly was yeah. in Philly was Philly in November. Philly was the only one. Philly was in November, Philly and was then December. yeah, December actually. Worlds was in uh, Worlds was in uh, September. Memphis was in October. Memphis yeah. was in Memphis was in September. No, no, October, October. I think. I think it was October. This, it, right around that time. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, no, you don't understand, Pat. This was 2019, guys. This the, was years. That was a, that was a right. Last you know, you don't you don't understand. We we have to be accurate. This is how the team. This is how the team uh, works. Yeah, um, journalist here. Yeah. Right. That's right. Um, and, and it was September, um, of 2019. I just googled it. So, so we've only had one major tournament in November. Now, last year we obviously had the rock stuff going on. I think in. The the rock slash nationals whatever the online thing was in October I think maybe that's what right. I'm thinking of, um but in person that Philly tournament was really the only one that I could think of that was a major in person we I know we had one WKO in November ish or October ish but besides that I feel like this time period has always been a all right January is when everything ramps back up let's just take a break from clicks a little bit calm our minds down maybe buy some new ones but it wasn't ever a big tournament scene so i, I that's kind of I, true i feel like at this point we're like we're so eager for things to be back but this isn't a normal time that we play anyway so who knows yeah hungry, so speak so, so so speaking of josafa joe alves winning all of brad's tournaments um, Joe is the uh, king, or Joe Safa is the king of unthemed. Um, and I took to heart a question Scott Crampton asked: um, Is unthemed viable? Um, I think was kind of the thing of the question. So I played an unthemed team. Unthemed team. Uh, there was only two in the whole tournament. Um, yeah. 21 of 23 teams were themed. Yeah, and uh, I placed, I was eighth uh, seed, and uh, Devin uh, Nunamaker was the other one. He placed ninth. Um, so, so. There's some viability there. Um, so, here's the problem, though. And I was texting with Jason Allen with about this the other day, uh, earlier today. And the chance to be able to win map or mitigate map is too important and too many pieces work too well together so it used to be Alex there's feedback on your mic right now actually um, sorry um, and there's too many pieces to work well together so you're not just building theme to fluff it Right, like uh, your monster team, Pat. Everything can take us a, a one square step, right? Right. Um, that works really well with the Wendigos that like to take steps. Sure. Um, and the and the bumps to, to generic theme teams, right? Right. Yeah, and that's true. And like Tyler, your team, you know, there's not a lot of fluff there. The jug, the Grods given power. The High Evolutionary gives you more probs because you're animal. The Spider Ham attacks afterwards. Right, um, you know, I think on the Latveria side of things, you get, you know, a free map. Of the meta. 
Right, you get half of the meta on the same theme team. You get a free map bonus, right? That's five right. points. Five points is a lot. Um, you get really powerful swap figures. Um, the swap teams, the X-Men and Brotherhood, all those things work really well together. So, you know, I don't think theme team is a trap. So my point I made to Jason earlier was the chance to be able to win map and go first and dictate the play of field, you're starting a battle uphill. So every time I have to play unthemed teamed, I am having to play to my opponent. I'm having to play on their chosen field. I'm having to grab the uphill battle from them. Because I didn't even come close in six rounds to winning map. Like Which is pretty, which is pretty crazy though where i think like like, like i rolled like statistically that shouldn't be that that well, well, if you're if you're down three it's what about a 20 percent chance I think no. it's 15, 15? Like yeah, yeah so i mean that is about the numbers you'd be looking at what do you mean it's a 15 percent chance for me to win or for them for to, win to win that yeah yeah it's very low right that's 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 pretty low like maybe i would have been due in top four i don't know um, which would have also been when I would have faced Alex. Um, so, you know, you're right, right? So that's the numbers, right? Those are bad numbers. So, you know, I, I think, you know, I answered Scott's question before, and, you know, kind of what I wanted to take the basis of this team was, I wanted to play it. I wanted to see what it was like, right? I had plenty of examples of Joe uh, and what he was doing, and, um, you know, I had some examples from the swap, uh, I really wanted to play Black Hearts. So I played two Black Hearts, Harry Leland, and Defend Green Lantern at 75 points, Emotional Modifier, and the Soul Gem. Um, so a couple of things. I Will I ever play that team again? Um, no. Mm -mm, no. Negative. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big negative. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Generating guards was fun. Black Hearts were really fun. Um, I only lost two black hearts throughout the whole thing, um, and then I think they uh, if they did if they died they died right. But otherwise, I think I only took three clicks of damage on the black hearts the whole time. Um, but I lost Green Lantern. I lost Harry. Um, I I was destroying the Hellfire Club. The guards, I was yeeting those things. Um, so. It, it was it was a very weird playstyle where, and I think Tyler, you may have liked it, in that I had to be aggressive, right? I just had to keep throwing stuff at them, um, and sometimes it didn't work out so well. Um, now I think the other thing, the other, so that was the big thing. I don't think I'll ever play unthemed again until something major changes. Um, I'm probably going to go back to Bat Doom, you know, unless something in Empire makes a big deal. Um, you know, I think I'll be on that maybe with some tweaks. Um, but the other thing was the, uh, and Alex mentioned this, he didn't bring in a trouble alert or a troublemaker. I would have not made top cut if I did not have double Vulcans, double Brainiacs, double Grods, and a Samurai on my sideline. Those sidelines and having the good pieces is extremely valuable. The meta is expensive, but
but I cannot say how valuable that sideline was to me. So I played against Jason Allen. We were battling for the cut. We were both 2-2 two and two at that point. Um, so we were battling to get in. Um, I called out Grodd. He went back to the sideline. Uh, Grodd, Grodd came back out. I had a Brainiac out at one point. I had two Vulcans out. Samurai came out. And then nine um, Hellfire Club guards. So, so the sideline. What did you bring? I brought sixteen. <laughs> okay. So just enough. Yeah, almost right. up to his Wendigo count. Yeah. <laughs> right. I have less Hellfire Club guards than I do Wendigos. Um, so. <laughs> right. Obviously. Um, so, you know, I, I think there were. When you play a team, you've got to be able to play it fully kitted because there are matchups where those things make a difference. So, you know, you see these swap teams that are full with no trouble alerts or troublemakers, and I just think that they're lacking in that 5 to 10% that they need to have. Because if I, you know, Jason Allen played a weapon hex, and it got to the point where his Exodus one shot my black card. There's there nothing I could do about it. He hit the attack. I was done for, right? I had my defend, all the shit in place, right? You know, I had a 22 defense. He hit it. It was good. That's fine. I, it's what happens. Um, so black card, yeet. So I KO'd Exodus. I KO'd the Iceman. Um, the he had. The, the small Lady Britain, the 30-point Lady Britain, um, I think she's just Captain Britain. Yeah. Yes. I KO'd her, and then I, I had to get through Weapon Hex. So that final turn was Blackheart free-charged, crit missed, called out Samurai, poisoned, flurried, knocked her from stop to stop, crit missed again, um, I couldn't bring out another guy, another trouble um, alert. Um, but then the Vulcan that I'd already had out finished her off. Because I was out of, like, things to do, right? Like, I had Harry and guards. If Black Vulcan wasn't on an 11 attack at that point, I just had 10 attack guards. And then time was called after that. So... I think my two points there for the day, I, a theme team is just too powerful. It's just too powerful. The chance at winning map, the interactions, like um, Blackheart or uh, Green Lantern versus Kate. Green Lantern bringing the mitt, Green Lantern bringing the um, defend, very great. But just having Kate instead, um, the leaderships work on her. Because I would just be double-tapped with Green Lantern too often. So I was less mobile. I couldn't get the reach that I needed. Um, so theme team, just too powerful, I think, in general. Um, and then maybe the other option is I'm just not as good as Josafa. <laughs> I was going to say, because he, maybe, he's got it down. He, he went in a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So maybe maybe that's just the realization. is I'm just not as good as Josafa playing on theme. Um, 
think so, there's something there, right? Like, if, if everybody's on this race to have the best theme and the, and the highest number so they win map every time, you could counter it with finding something that doesn't need to go first, uh, doesn't worry about map, still has synergy. Now, obviously, I've been trying to find this, so it's not that easy. Uh, this is just theoretical, but something's got to be out there. Right, and, and maybe it's just play what play what Joe Safa plays. Just ask Joe Safa what you think you should play. Um, That's call him up. Just just a prisoner, call him up. prisoner team, so... Doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Not, not how you, not how you want, but because it, you still get hit first, so it doesn't help. The only Wait. thing it helps with is equipment. Wait a minute, Josafa won the last cash bath with Spider-Man family theme. I know, I like that team. It was similar yeah. To what I was wait, so he's just not, he's not playing theme now. What what's the deal? <laughs> he's not. He's, He's not playing non-theme. He plays play. in those tournaments every week and wins them. He's got. He's got. I know Nate. Let's around. see. Nate won the one before. Josafa won with a uh, Teen Lantern. Um. Oh, he almost had a scientist theme team, um, kind of halfway, but uh, um, he played Micron. He played an Alpha team. Um. So. I think you could make a non-alpha work if you had like just a crap ton of barrier that was available. Like, there's ways I think you could make it done, uh, work, but it, it's not like how it used to be. Like, it's not like Pat's national team where it's like I'm gonna stick some really good pieces together and just go non-theme. Like, you have to build very specifically non-theme, right? To you really just, make it work. You have to be able to survive a full map alpha right because everyone has everybody it. has that's it. the right big, everybody that's sky the tyrant now. Though, yeah. yeah right now i will say the this one. i will say this harry leland is an absolute menace to society <laughs> yeah i have never felt so powerful as not being able to have pieces placed within four squares of me yeah it's it's it is a very strong effect it is. I mean, I like in round, I don't know, two or three, I played against uh, Trent, and he was playing Giganta and uh, Fulcum, and uh, I was just attacking. I didn't even think about the retail because Harry was right there. Yeah, I, I was just attacking away, right? Just boop, 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 boop. And um, Jason Allen had a play where he could have TK'd his maggot to drop a poison pog and kill my black heart. But Harry says hard to move, hero. Hard to move. Um, yeah, I, I mean, your team isn't that far from a hellfire team. Like the con I get the concept I get it. The concept was Green Lantern, the defend, the the right. mid, all of that stuff. I get all of that. But, but it's two hundred points hellfire. Well, yeah. that's kind of because I built that team that I was like, man, right. I love Blackheart, I love Blackheart, I love Harry. It feels like it should be a theme team after that. But then I was like, you know, I'm not going to win map with a plus five. So I, it, it was. Might as well go unthemed then, right? You'd think, but Dan's saying no. Dan's saying you shouldn't. You should. It's no, because be there, there were times that I needed the theme team probs. That's um, your right. biggest. Sure. Okay. Yeah. The pro. Well. Yeah. That's why you have twenty of them or something like that. On your team, right? <laughs> yeah. right. The well, theme team 10, probs. The theme me. team probs, and then the mobility for the transporter. Yeah. Sure. Um, that. That. So what about what about off theme swap teams? Is there any viability in that? Where you can bring in some prob if you think you want it. 
You know, I, I've I, thought about that, like, Professor X and Magneto. Um, now, yeah. Tyler might have a different opinion there, but they just, the theme team probs work so well together. Like, the pieces work so well together that I, I would just have a hard time envisioning a swap team where it just works better than being theme. That's yeah, true. So I use everyone. The idea of theme teams is that you obviously get a benefit for building theme teams, but there's supposed to be a cost-benefit analysis where you're like, I'm sacrificing something to build a theme team, right? I could be using a better yeah. piece. That's the idea of the game mechanic. But they've made it so easy to build themes with all of the, the cheating stuff. Like, Dance Team, or Bat Doom, would be an excellent <laughs> un-theme team. <laughs> but that just happens to be a theme team for some reason. Um, you know, so... Like, it, the cost-benefit is so weighted to one side to where it's it's kind of like... It's it's hard to not go theme right now just because of how easy it is and how many good... The best figures fit on Lavaria right now, right? Right. Or um, X-Men or Brotherhood. Sure. But Even I, Secret for, Six like, is really good together, right? right you know, yeah. There's so many options. There's, there's a lot. And they've, they've been building... They've been designing towards that, to where they want people to build theme teams. Um, and they put a cap on it, though, wisely. Because mm -hmm. despite, despite, <laughs> everything, despite everything we've been saying, like, I could still theoretically win map against Pat if I was non-theme. Not even theme. Because, because... It's hard, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you had Whereas, the same odds whether you were theme or not, and you still did win map again. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, that's why I think that... they're pushing more towards this openness for theme teams because they did put that cap because remember it was ridiculous before where it was like you gotta have a nine or something because that's you're just gonna guarantee map if you're like avengers were like nine. plus 12 plus 13 the hawkeye giant girl stuff mm -hmm. right? yeah. I mean, yeah it was ridiculous it's like if you don't have a plus seven why are you even trying and it, now it's like okay well you shouldn't count on map if you're a plus three but there's so many benefits to theme team that you might as well go for it because you still got a chance, a 15% chance, as we said, or whatever. So the sure. probs are almost bigger now than going first for Great. it. Yeah. Not, um, not gonna lie, having a Latveria peasant theme team prop is mm -hmm. fun. Having an Eni theme team prop is very nice. Yeah, grabbing your <laughs> elf, you know, you send the guy alone in an alpha and he can do it himself. Yes. And you know, on there, it's great. That's yeah. hundred percent. I think that is almost the best part of the new theme team props. Having Giganta run over there and just being able to be like, "Oops, or I missed." Sky Siren. Yeah, <laughs> like the Sky Siren. Yeah, like that's by far probably the best part is you can theme team yourself and don't have to do an action token, don't have to do any of that stuff. Now, yeah. while we're on the topic of maps, this is one thing I wanted to mention, and I want any future event to do this. Um. But you would have to keep it off to the side, unfortunately. But it is a statistic that I think everyone wants. When we get the points and who won, mark who won map. Yeah, that'd be cool. I want to know that. Like, watching all these games, I want to know, oh, Alex beat Pat? Cool. Who won map? Oh, Alex won map? That probably makes sense why he won then. You know, like, what do you I could... think just like blanket across all games if you win map what do you think the odds are of winning the game how like how high is it right now so i lost yeah. map i lost map every time and i went three and two well so like that's 
skewed because you're a great player. So, you know, I just want the general. Whoa, like, whoa, I'm already married, Tyler. <laughs> so I just want, well, like, yeah, like you're going to, you're going to win more often. So I don't want that. I want just like the general, if you win map, because I don't know what it, my initial guess would probably be 60 to 65%. It's going to say 60. About 70. When you're looking at these alphas you versus think? alphas, yeah. where, where what you want to do yeah. is get in there first and get them. I mean, it, it's, it depends on the build, right? So it's hard to make a kind of a general blanket statement on this. But I would say in the in the monster animal matchup, wouldn't you say oh, winner has seventy percent chance, if not higher? Plus, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think plus. I think Tyler, to get the metric you're looking for, you almost have to separate, and you have to say this metric for average players, this metric for high top tier players, because a top tier player winning map is a much higher percentage that he's going to win. An average player who maybe didn't put as much time in it, like put a lot of time in the team, but didn't think matchups as much. And they're like, oh, I won map. I know I'm going to do this. I take you to this map, but maybe that map isn't great against that team. But you know, you still won map. You know, I think the percentage is much higher for top tier players, if that makes sense, to where well, it is sure. in the 70s. He's talking world 75. top 16 or something yeah. like that, though, right? Yeah. But that should be offset by the less than average average players who lose map and then lose more often right you, it should average out to get an average right i'm just thinking like if you want a more realistic number like 60 percent isn't accurate when you get the top 16 top eight i don't think that's accurate i think it is more 70 75 oh you're saying the better the player is the wider the margin gets to where winning map is more important absolutely that absolutely that's yeah fair, right yeah, because the, the, the player has the matchup in their head. And they're like, I know if I win map, I'm taking you to here, and I have a good chance of winning. Like, a good, good. this is a peek behind the curtain. Goodness, uh, all the times we talk about teams, we throw out percentages. And we're like, okay, in this matchup, if I win maps against whales, I win 75% of the time. Like, what? those were discussions we used to have. Because we game plan and mentally prepared for that matchup. So that's why I'm saying for the average player, which no offense to the average player, but you know, someone who maybe doesn't uh, only listens to our podcast and maybe doesn't know all right, every all right, matchup. Alex, drop a name. Who are you talking about? Oh, oh casuals. no. no, no. <laughs> those, those casuals. Those casuals. Hey. No, 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 hey. No. We respect casuals. <laughs> we do. We do. We actually yeah, just do. Play it, just play it. And as far as percentages go, the only time I'm 100% win ratio, winning map versus whales and winning. I, it, it only happened one time. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's it was also the last event we ever played with ID cards, Tyler. I don't remember. Because everybody Miles. else, everybody quickly went to, oh, we're going to go straight to retirement. Yeah, yeah we skipped that. We just we fast yeah. forwarded. <laughs> Wales needed to win map more um, than the current. Like I don't know if they would survive in the current meta because they really needed to be like a plus five against somebody because they had to win map. Um, yeah. That's I my old team type is kind of phasing out where it's like the whales or what even what I played earlier this year before the rules change with like the dark phoenixes where I would just move halfway up with my team and then wait. It's 
it's almost too aggressive to do that because <laughs> I would just die. It feels Those like whales that are getting are getting killed by a, yeah. a tyrant like that right now, right? Sky yeah. tyrants. If Wendigos are attacking them eighteen thousand times, um, gladiators just melting something. Yeah, I don't know. Brave new world. Oh man, with the yeah, I I've often think about our old barometers, right? Can it take the uni shot or can it beat a whale? Um, and like, man, the perplex to damage thing, and um, uh, yeah, the change to invincible um, made made that a big deal because now your whale can be taken from top to stop without a without a stop in the middle. True. They don't need to outwit it first. Yeah, one tyrant's getting it. Yeah, um, at least a whale. Maybe yeah. more. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that was like to the beginning of this year. I won. That was what I played in um, Chicago, right? Yes, the, the Chicago event. Yeah, yeah the Chicago yeah, event was, 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 I mean, I think that whole archetype, right, was just move up halfway across the map or more and wait. Mm -hmm. And that that has faded away some. That ambition. Sky Tyrant. Uh, <laughs> they just run past you. <laughs> Wonder Woman ruined everything. That ar that archetype relied so much more on winning map because the confidence to move up halfway is me knowing that you cannot kill my first turn unit retails. And they're coming if you and you can't do anything about it. Now if I lose map, Sky <laughs> Flash is just running right past me and killing my retails and then I'm I'm stuck between two different sides, you know, with no retails coming. So right, and there's the change. Know, I... And there's the change to plasticity too, like mm -hmm. to where you could just fly right past the carnages, as an example. As an example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Talk about a piece. Uh, Talk about a piece that was hyped up, super cool, like gonna change the meta, and now he's pointless. Bishop. Like, yeah. like saying you can't shoot me now. It's like okay, well, all these teams run up and punch you in the face. So well, that like... he was a very narrow time. You know, House yep. of X released January of twenty one, right? Yep. And then April, mid April twenty one is when Wonder Woman came out, and Sky Tyrant and Flash was on the scene. Was he on my Chicago? He I was. Think so I think I was no, I mine. added him after that. He was on mine. He was definitely. And I think I... he was on because you and. Um, you had the second Doom, um, yeah, Alex, I had, and I, I had, think... I had two Dooms and Bishop and a Dark Phoenix. Wait, was Doom... I... When I... What am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of the team I ran at Worlds last year. There was, like, four... It was Cosmic. It didn't have... It was before Dooms. Yeah, it was before Dooms. You played Cosmic with, uh... Name... With, um... The Lady Marvel. And, um... Yeah, Franklin Richards. Yeah, I, was a fun team. yeah, I remember because I, I was I made top cut at the uh, the you you lost to uh, you lost to Tyler. Oh yeah, that's right, Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, I remember that because I oh was that the one where I I beat PJ? You did right? Was that at that event or was that a different event? No, that was that event. You did because he was trying to play. Uh, he was trying to play mission points. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. And I beat Nate. I beat him and Nate in top cut, and then I got the Tyler, Nate, and I was oh, like, man. "Yeah." And then I was like, ah, "All right, Tyler. Yeah, your team's stupid. You <laughs> run up in the middle. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah he just sit there." And... Um, but yeah, just to reiterate, if you're running an event, please start 
noting who wins map. I think that's a metric everyone would have loved to see. I wish WizKids would update the win. Not that that would ever happen. But to just have in there a little mark, who won map? Because who wouldn't love that info? Wait, I just got... be like... I didn't won Bishop in that game. I was Captain Marvel, Doom, Valeria, and three Dark Phoenixes. Yep. Oh, never mind. Oh, that's right. That I... was Doom's coming out party, right? Yeah. It was everywhere, yep. yeah. I yeah. played Bishop. I won a Brad. Brad had a, a bigger event earlier in the year. I won that with um, Bishop. It was almost the same. Oh, thing. yeah. You won the cash bash. You actually won that's the cat. You actually won the money. He wins a lot of these. He can't keep them all straight right now. <laughs> that's, that's why he has us as teammates, because we remember all of his victories. That's right, yeah. Like, like, I can't be bothered to remember. Yeah, like, wow. some sort of, like, like some sort of Viking like some sort of Viking ceremony. We remember all of Tyler's wins for him. Um, they, they have to chant them in song. So, um, Pat, is there anything else about your day that you want to uh, bring up or share with the with the community? Yeah, I want to tip my cap to uh, to Sam Powell for crushing me uh, round five. Oh, that looked uh, like a good game. That looked real close. I mean, I guess it was a good game, depending on what side of the table you sat. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think it was my first time playing Sam. Uh, she's now on the top of my list, and I owe her one. Oh, God, there's a list. <laughs> yeah, Brad Broyles is on there. These are unavenged losses. Those are my last two unavenged losses, and I, uh, I will never forget either of them until they're avenged. Yeah, Sam. Oh, uh, so you was I on the list until you beat me this? Yeah, uh, yeah, you were. Oh, okay. Whew, it feels good to be off the list. Uh, Dan, Powell, Dan Powell is on that list as well. So, oh, okay. I was, yeah, I was. I should have, uh, I should have killed your uh, Joker's gas canister. <laughs> Shows up with a list at every event. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listeners uh, at home, you could be on this list. <laughs> Just yeah. Beat exactly. Yeah. Sam says she does enjoy her uh, uh, token thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. When you beat me, you get a token off it. I, I owe Kuz one. We forgot to give. Oh, that's pretty cool. Neat. Yeah. Well, does he? Did he have to give it back at the finals? Is it that no. kind of token? No, okay. you just keep it forever, so you can. Yeah. I like to remember. I got that like Michael Jordan thing where I only remember my losses and, and I, I, I dwell like on them every night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's how it's how I go to sleep. I hate. Absolutely. <laughs> I still learn more I, from a loss. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just say every name on the list before that's how I go to sleep. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. All I have to say is, anytime I play Sam, which I did this past week, uh, this round three, I think, or something, it's always so stressful because I just feel so bad either way. Like, like we're just so stressed out because you know we're, we're we're friends and whatnot, and it's just like we want to win, but we, you know, it's that, it's, it's so rough. I, so I agree with you there, and just in general, clicks in general, the clicks off people, but it was nice this. We had four people make top eight, and none of us had to play each other in the in the top yeah, eight. Yeah, you guys all slapped. That's, you you That's the way you want to do except it. Alex. Except me. Yeah. Except me. Yeah, except Alex. Yeah, but that it was nice because we didn't have to knock anybody each. I mean, Dan kind of did at what, the, in the last round of Swiss. I yeah, I mean, I had to play. I had to knock Jason Allen out. Um, but and that uh, sounded like a close game too. So. I mean, it was again. If I hadn't had the Vulcans, the Samurais, the Grodge, the Brainiacs, and a whole bucket full of guards, um, how many extra figures did you bring in? Like fourteen? Um, nine, three, two, and three. So fifteen. 
<laughs> he brought 15 figures from outside of the game. Jesus. And I would have lost if I didn't. Know. So it was like one of those things. So now, for what it's worth, like I think you can recycle the guards from your KO zone. I don't think you're allowed, are you? I, I don't know. I, I Yeah, if you're bringing in something from outside the game, you can pull them from your KO zone. Right. So oh. theoretically, like maybe I only needed like five guards. It's on it. Yeah. <laughs> 16. Right. But yeah, you never know. But from being very accurate and being able to quickly tell my points, I'm able to I'm able to look at my KO zone, go boop, 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 boop. Can I KO this guard? Okay, that makes sense. Right. So, you know, guards aren't that expensive, right? But the Vulcans and the Samurais and the Grods and the Brainiacs are. Um Anyways, that's my that's my rant, and it's a little bit of a rant at PJ with his cheap cheap teams. I'll 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 go ahead and just be very clear at who I'm ranting at, and it's I'm ranting at PJ and with his screw you PJ. No, I did not say that. You did. Um, <laughs> with his cheap meta teams, um, oftentimes they lack the fact that um, those trouble alerts and troublemakers are just to me absolutely essential. So. Um, we can do have you, some. Can you imagine my team at full power if I actually used them? <laughs> right. I only had five sideline figures, I think. That's all I had. Right. Oh, I had a full sideline. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah, that you, you have. Book. I'm not saying you have to use them. You know, but those times that you need to use them, they're indispensable. So. Oh yeah, they can definitely yeah often win you a game. And you yeah. want multiples of the good ones, right? I think it's you want, right. what, three Vulcans, two yeah. Grads, two Brainiacs, figure out what else works the rest right, of that's right. right, like, so in this, in this, in my example, I, you know, Sam was playing two Vulcans. I had two Vulcans. You know, Samurai does have poison. It's just not penetrating. Right. Um, so I oh, figure... That's come into play, too, though. You want a little variety, right? Yeah, well, I would... have a TK or something. I would have totally... I would have totally been fine with just a third Vulcan. Um, sure. But just to be honest, I mean, there's you could argue it either way, but um, um, I figure if shit got that bad, that like I guess I'm just gonna have to use samurai. And guess what? I did. <laughs> I did. I did need to use samurai. So um, we've got a few questions to go through. Um, unless uh, Pat, I'll, any other anything else that you wanted to share with the community about your team? Great tournament. I uh, love being back in person. You guys crushed it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this thank was you. legitimately one of the, the funnest in-person tournaments I've ever been to. It was, a, it, it was just a really good time all around. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Alex. I'm glad you brought up the food. The food really did make the day go fast. Yeah, uh, snacks, too. Yeah, just going straight from to end of Swiss to cut. Like, I know some people like the mental break. I know, uh, you know, needing a smoke break or something like that. I get it. And we kind of had enough time for that. Right. But... Sometimes I, I think of it like sports, you know, like a lot of teams don't like uh, overtime or like having a delay or something because they get cold and they want to be able to like stay warm, right. stay hot. Like like if they're going into um, postseason or something, you know, they like staying hot. And so that's how I feel sometimes when I'm playing, taking a mental break and then I sit down and I'm like, oh, that's right. I got to get back into it because I just took an hour right. and a half to become like decompress um i liked that and I, I wasn't scrambling to figure it out and it also let people just leave i mean they do anyway but um it was just nice being able to 
just immediately go into cut and being able to go go right. at it because for someone who travels immediately after i mean i got home at twelve thirty eastern and that's me gaining an hour like right. not gaining losing an hour losing an hour yeah and it's a four hour trip for me four and a half yeah so i wouldn't have made it home i'd have to stop somewhere if it had gone another hour to two yeah and also you know getting into when you're playing in the ninth game your brain's just mush anyway right like <laughs> Get it going, you guys. Now you guys, yeah. you guys playing them all the time. You know, maybe maybe you're better at it than I am. But when you nope. get the game nine, it's it's hard, man. Yeah. yeah. That, now, I, this is a random question. Does anybody else, the night after a big tournament, when you're trying to go to sleep, you just see the map of a hero clicks, and you're just yeah. thinking of like, I'll sit here and I'm like, doing my normal like going to sleep and start dreaming, and I, suddenly I see like barrier. Like I saw for real the barrier markers that I had put out. For molecule 100%. man, and, and I'm like, I'm like, why am I thinking about hero? Because I'm trying to sleep, and it's because your your brain's just thinking about it for eight to nine hours. It's the same with like if you do Dance Dance Revolution for a while, and you just keep seeing the stupid uh, steps. Yeah, you keep seeing the arrows. It's or or, or uh, rock band back in the day. Like, I, yeah, I do if I don't win. If I win, it's it's so much better because you don't got to think about. What could I have done differently? It's just, oh, you just get to sleep. Yeah, But yeah, exactly. if you lose, it's you thinking about it. Right. You got to read the list, right? Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> you it's... got to go through your list. You do. Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> um, That's hard to right now. There's one because I lost you twice. Very satisfying. Uh, I Keep the hate in your heart. Trust me. <laughs> it Funny warms you. Funny enough, you know, I, I go through that um, a lot in my tournaments. I didn't feel that way this time. Like, I like losing to Pat. Like, I, I was just like, I knew if I lost map, it was going to be incredibly difficult. I knew, like, I knew. Yeah, we don't it was know what happens if you win map, right? Like, we saw what happens when you do win map. Yeah, and even then, I knew it was going to be hard because you weren't going to set up like you had before. So I knew I was going to have to really get creative. So when I lost, I was sort of thinking of what I could do differently, but I also was just kind of satisfied with how it rolled. And I was like, it could have gone a little bit different, but I could, like you said, I could have done Flash instead of Emperor. But I just felt good about Emperor the whole day. I don't know what it is about. Maybe it's his confidence. Like his confidence just brushes up. Yeah. Like I get a confidence token, I get one for myself. You just feel also. real good. Yeah. Yeah, I get a I like confidence that. token for myself every time he hits. I like so. it. Yeah, it's yep. true. All right, let's move into a few questions here uh paul cote we did talk about how many times we won and lost map um Wait, we did alex how many times did he i don't think he said okay yeah i won oh man i i won against sam i won against pat i won against i lost against jason i won i want to say i won my first one i won in top eight uh i won my top eight match i lost my top four match and then i lost against pat so i'd say about 50 percent of the time so it sounds like one four lost five right somewhere in... uh, there's only yeah. eight rounds right five yeah, eight i rounds? played eight, eight matches oh yeah right? eight that's right eight so it was about 50 percent. 50 percent, and i was a plus six okay so that's better than me <laughs> um yeah well going against people with better theme than me i won against sam but she had a plus one on me I won against Pat once, lost once, and he had plus three on me. I don't know if anybody else had a much higher theme than me. Uh, Maybe one other person. Jason was like a seven, I think. Yeah, I think so. But he won map against me. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. 
All right, uh, Paul Cote, we did talk about a little bit what figures were most underplayed. I think it was pretty much the Hellfire pieces, right? I think that's what we expected to he see more of. Multiple man. I think he wants to hear multiple man is the answer. Yeah, Paul, <laughs> the answer is multiple man. There yeah. were zero multiple men. In no, I think, I oh. think there was one uh, with one of them, I, I believe, Preston had. That's not multiple man. That's singular man. Well, there was one on the side uh, in case he got hit for one or whatever. He had oh, the option true, to drink. Multiple men in, but he did start with just the, the man. That's true. This um, week, this this week, uh, maybe tomorrow. I'm not going to put a, a date on it. I will try to get all these build sheets data mined and put something out there it, to show. It doesn't matter because the podcast yeah. is definitely not coming out on Sunday, so nobody will know. True. Nobody will know what tomorrow is until I That's release true. the podcast. Um, yeah. McConnell Lamar wants to know what will it take for Tyler to play his juggernaut in a major event. I looked. I tried. Okay, I I've been looking at it because he's so good against Blackheart. He's so good against Blackheart. So is Karima. Just... <laughs> so is Karima. But it's just the it doesn't the there's not support that that work. I don't think Mystical is good enough because there's just there's just something missing from all of his keywords. But I'm thinking. I'm trying. Well, what if what if you used him? As a placeholder to swap in Emperor Gladiator. Yeah, you could do that. 100, 100, there you go. That's so, so here's the so Pat, you probably oh, not a, you're, you're probably not aware of this, Pat. So, <laughs> so I'll explain I'll explain what it means for Tyra to play Juggernaut. Okay. So the the way you become the world's greatest Juggernaut player is you have to place well with him at 175, no swappy. Wait, why is that the rule? Nobody's doing that. Right, because well, because that's what I said. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Well, so one person has done that. One person has done that. Um, um, so you can swap in uh, Emperor Vulcan if you would like, I suppose, Tyler, at one seventy-five. Also, um, a stat that was shared with me by my team after this event is that Juggernaut placed higher than me. So that is true. Uh, albeit, albeit on a swap. Um, yeah, but I think they brought him in. Well, they said they brought him in a lot. I, I played against Preston with him having Juggernaut on the map. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so they do bring it in. Juggernaut did place higher than you did, so that should tell you what you need to know. Yep. Hey, so can we say? Under you know you just mentioned it, Pat. Underrated play, uh, underrated figure of the game or the tournament. I was not expecting Karima oh, to be as right? to be as good as she was. Yeah, I mean, neither I, I, me me neither because she one shot in my Green Lantern both times. I don't get it. She goes through stop clicks and she, everything in the stop clicks. Everybody's got to stop nowadays. And she has X Men, so you could boop her out if you don't want to on the Switch team. I guess. Yeah, they were booping her I mean, in. And, and targeting elevated hindering and characters. So That's Ma good. Malcolm played him, uh, played her, and so took me to the black, the the, the great the mound. mound one. Great mound. Great great mound. Yeah. Um, awesome map for her. Yeah. Um, I ultimately won against him twice, um, but not because of her. Is because I just obliterated Exodus twice. Um, he also but, gets the pick of power uh, when she hits too. So attack yeah, power, yeah. Hard, yeah, attack power. Yeah, she's pretty good. I mean, just looking at her blanket, you're like, okay, well, it looks like she just dies, right? Like, uh huh. Like just six kills her. Five. 
Yeah, but uh, so here's the thing. She has traded energy shield, so she's a 20 from range. Yeah, which, um, to be fair, Emperor Gladiator doesn't doesn't care about that. But uh, he, he's, A little he's, bit. I mean, he, I mean, care, he, he, he cares... Right? He cares... 30% more than a 18. I guess that's true. <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm going to look at her now to see about like a robot master mold thing. I mean, I think she's better with Kirko and Revival, which robot won't have. But I don't know. I mean, the re yeah. I looked at her before giving the Danger Room figure Sentinel just to make master mold click around more. But... Um, I'm gonna give I, her. I'm gonna give her another look, just because I was surprised. Yeah. I remain a non-believer, but I'm happy to be proven wrong. Uh, it's yeah. a piece I I was playing around before. I think it's a great piece that's better right now. Yeah, X-Men swap makes her worth it. Uh, William K. Holland, um, can you break down the top teams? We did. Um, so the other thing, you know, we did some videos on this, William. Um, how do you do the X-Men swap mechanics so you aren't losing or giving away points? So you're not going to give any away, uh, but pieces may be worth more than they um, are printed on their base. And I don't think there's any way around that. Uh, um, excuse me, there is. Double swap. Yeah, double, double swap. swap. That's, right. a good, that's a good point. Um, yeah, but but they, that... could ha they could theoretically have yeah less points on the map like right. the, the figures could be on. worth right so like they would have they could switch from a 300 point team to like a 270 because you're switching in like a cable that gets the plus 25 but that doesn't carry over i don't believe like well, a it, do, of it does it doesn't with... it doesn't carry over for purposes of Swap value, but you do get those points. We do believe. Oh, right. No, you have to. You have, cable, to, right? you have to wipe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you kill the cables, you get nothing. So no, if you kill the character that cable swapped in for, you get the twenty-five points. Oh, okay. I did not know. At least that's how Chad ruled it. Um, at the event. Set the event. So right or wrong, that's how we did it. Uh, don't use us as a frame of reference. Ask the wind. There's a lot of complicated stuff there. Right. Yeah, so the, the other thing that was very complicated that was ruled on, and I think it was ruled right, was the swap in. They're only worth that for scoring purposes when you replace. So correct. For for Coco and revival, you're fine. Yeah, that that's um, that's why it was in um, Huntsville yeah. as well. So. Um. Jason Lamb Labandira. Oh, one oh. one last thing. Uh, you can use the back of your. I use the back of my build sheet because if you're playing against one of these teams, don't rely on them to tell you. Sit down and just write it out yourself. Who is switching for who, and that is worth how many points. Who is switching for whom? Sure. Ah, um, got him. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, bye everybody. Have a good night. No. Um, but uh, just. Go yeah, ahead and write it down. Advice. I use the back of it so that way I can write down this is switching for this. So Karima is worth 95 points in most switches because uh, she switches for I forget who. <laughs> so um, just something to keep in mind. Write it down so it doesn't burn you later when you kill the wrong person and realize he's worth. You could have scored a 20 more points by killing the one next to them or something like right. a multiple man might actually be worth 30 points as opposed to 10 and you just didn't realize so all right jason 
<clears throat> Jason Labandera asks, "I've seen a double null team with Mr. Oz to fill the other uh, with Mr. Oz to fill the points. Um, what do you think that's the best option? Double null, Mr. Oz, and then the last ten points is the uh, token map bonus and uh, WWE arena ring." I I looked at this. I think I played it before. I played this in an online tournament. I was running Dario Agger, who's pretty good. But I just build it real quick, and I think Commissioner and Double Moloid is probably the way to go. Because Moloid's really good. The whole team has stealth. Uh, he can mastermind to everybody on that team. The Commissioner can. You get the Rookie, uh, who also has stealth, so the whole team is still in stealth permanently. Um, you can carry... Yeah, you can carry the Moloids, or you can carry the Nulls with the Moloids with their sidesteps. I think that's pretty... And, yeah, the... That is underrated. The um, the I know how the bat thinks. That map bonus should be played a lot more. It's so it is so good right, right now. Now I think the other thing is is that it's uh, you with your monster version you do lose the TK. Uh, you do. I, um, is that super important? It lets them alpha the map. No way they can alpha the map. Yeah, so they get TK'd from Oz 8, um, and then they smoke Cloud as free, and then they right. place in 4, and then they charge for 5. So 8, 12, 17, that's not the map. It is on the right map, right? No, so so they're out 2, they get TK'd 8, that's 12. Mm-hmm. Um, they, go to, they, go, they go to 16 because of the 4, and then they charge 5... That's 21. They have giant reach from the Necro Sword, which puts them. Oh, I forgot they had giant reach. Right. That's true. That's fair. Eh, so. I don't think it's necessary. But with like all the emotional modifiers out there right now, is double null really even that right. viable? That's, that's the question. No. The, I, the answer, I think, is no, pretty much. Um. Uh, Jason Lavender also asked any changes to the Bat Doom team. So I was talking to Sam about that this afternoon. Um, we were running, uh, coming the way home from groceries, um, and uh, you know I don't think that's kind of something I've ever talked about too much on the podcast. Is Sam and I talk about Hero Clicks a lot, and we're in the same house, um, so that happens a lot. Um, that probably helps a lot. Yeah, because we're married. You know, like kind of talk to your spouse. Um, you guys are married. Yeah, who would have guessed? Um, I would say we're married with clicks, but that's already taken. So, <laughs> um, so I think Sam said Sam had a different opinion on the alchemical fire than I did. She said she never used it; it was never relevant for her. Wow. Um. And she thinks maybe Alchemical Fire comes out for the uh, Reality Gym. Okay. Um, well, who, who, you put, who are you putting that on? Um, kind of the same thing you were doing, right? Either put it on, um, uh, in this particular case, either put it on Batman or put it on the Doom. So like Sorcerer, so like Sorcerer Supreme gets a third bolt. Um you know, Doom 67 can get the double TK. The backup TK was probably the biggest thing she was thinking. Um, because once Flash goes, you lose your TK. Um, 
So the double TK option between Flash and maybe having it on Batman, um, and then you know double bolt a double close attacks with Doom sixty seven, um, kind of the same way Pat was doing with um, the Power Gem, right? Yeah, except this is better because if you hit somebody for zero, they still take the minus one to defense. That is correct. Not really better, but similar. You get an added effect. Right, an added effect. I mean, uh, Pat was just nuking things with Sky Tyrant, which is, you know, cool. Is there uh, a way for you to get Nathaniel Richards on that team anyway? I mean, it, being able to give... So, there... I can pass is fantastic, right? There is, but you have to lose Molecule Man for the most of it. Because uh, you have to have Waller to get yeah. Batman Would on you, there. What about losing just one Flash? Oh, that's your only TK. That's the only TK. Well, not, not when you have Nathaniel Richards. That's uh, true. That's true, but you don't get the reach because you don't have oh, double yeah. reach. You don't, you don't have the double TK, nor do you have the ability to double equip. You well, only in, have... that, in that scenario, you'd be losing the alchemical fire uh, is what I was trying to make work. Right, so, so yeah, but, you, but you still want the double equip. Uh, well, I think you would want two. If you're using a Daniel Richards, I think you want two options to be able to burn at least two psychic blasts or a psychic blast and a TK. So I think if you were using two objects, Nathaniel Richards isn't the option. Yeah, I think that's something to look at. I think that could be cool. I'm yeah. not sure if it works out point wise, but now, right. Dan, let me ask you something about a strategy change. Has there been? A, have you guys talked about Sky Tyrant bringing anybody along? So we do that. We do that often, right? It, not on his like. Because you can't full. you can't do it on just the full alpha. Um, there, yeah, if you burn an action, you could, but I don't know if you have that. No, nah, nobody else on the team has eight movement. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, uh, no, like I, you could. So I, let me take that back. Molecule Man does, um, but Molly typically needs to stay back. Um, Flash, I guess, could. Flash. But You're gonna come back if you hit twice, right? You'll come back. Yeah. I'm only saying that because of my match with Sam. I mean, that's the only reason because she came up and missed both attacks oh, and missed with the prob. So it's like one more prob, she probably would have hit, and then she wouldn't have been stuck there. Right. Because another it, thing you can she... do with it is block their probs too, right? With yeah. body blocking. Yeah, I, and I've done that, and I've done that before. I did that against Jay Major. Um, Sam did hit with her Waldo arms though. Um, which I don't think uh, mattered, um, Alex. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I've definitely pinched um, before with uh, carrying are somebody. Are you now hearing about uh, Pat's success? Are you still a believer in the Waldo Arms over the uh, Power Gym? Well, no. So in my particular, case, I've played Power Gym before. Yeah. So, um. I, I, I'm okay with it because in my team I need the reach because I don't have the double TK. But working in the reality gym um, over the um, alchemical fire, maybe I'll consider it again. Um, but, uh, I mean, Waldo Arms plus one attack, right? I mean, because Pat also has the perplexes. Mm -hmm. So he has an extra perplex, right? Yeah, I'm trying to be... 6 with the empower that's that's the goal right mm -hmm. to whereas the walled arms allows you to just quake like six things or more god yeah when we the, we pract me and sam practiced um i think it was like the wednesday before the tournament 
and it, oh god, her her sky tyrant with the arms just destroyed my whole team because it was all low click stuff, and like the first quake killed like three things that were next to him, and then that cleared the lines for the other things that were behind that so she killed like three more things and she got so she got like six res tokens and ran away and i was left with like nothing and like the the wall arms are very scary the giant reach is very scary with the quake if you in certain situations yeah now the original version of the team did have the necro sword on it um and i, and I think that that has merit as well because um, giant that's, doesn't have what I was gonna say it doesn't have merit until shape change starts coming back right well it, it does it does because I when I originally built the team um you know Tyler's animals have super senses so oh that's true that's yeah true. so quake quake super senses you know yeah that scares me I don't like that right Why does super yeah. senses out there you know the flashes and all those other guys Super Sense is out there. It is the only defense. Right. So, I mean, it kind of is what it is. Um, it, it, it is something to consider. Um, but I think yeah, we're... You, right I, I mean, I think either way, right, Pat and I and, and, and the other folks that have done well with Sky Tyrant um, are making him a nuclear missile. <laughs> yeah. Right? God. You're vulturing him. Yeah, That's, it's the new, it's the new harder hitting vulture, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, and and Pat, I don't know, I know you probably you may not listen as very often, and and PJ said this, it's kind of a low skill move for us to go TK charge hit you run away run away. Um, but it, but damn, is it effective? Uh, effective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, it's yeah. effective. It's effective AF, right? So, yeah. um, you know, it's totally fine. Yeah, a hammer is not very complicated, but it gets the job yeah. done. I That's mean, the, right. you could you could easily say the same for Upper Gladiator. It's literally TK. I shoot you for a big number. I sit here, take hit. Yeah, people who are angry call those point and click pieces. But yeah. the, this is a little to be fair, like you have to teams. make a you have to make a lot of decisions. Right. And, defensively with emperor gladiator that's true it's like do and, i do i take the hit do i mastermind do i lose the confidence token do i try hey, to roll and you know what and with uh sky tyrant you have to uh you have to be able to read that's true because that you you want to be able to read read that keyword line and huh. be able to understand if any of your team any of uh those keywords match up with Sky Tyrant's keywords. It's important. Actually, I don't even read. I just ask him, hey, this guy have anybody? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. Okay. Yeah, um, because you, you said, I don't think anybody shows the keywords when you were attacking me. I'm like, well, no, the spider hammer I, yeah. I know does share a keyword. The, the first time. The first time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I would like to say I am 2-1 versus the animal team. This might be appropriate time to bring that up. But... Um, always an appropriate time right. um, Pat is okay. now You've, Pat is, Pat is now 2-0 like and and uh, the animal team so. I did not play Watu there was one Watu at our event I did not play him oh I man did. did she win? Yes. oh yeah of course she won <laughs> you only lost one game yes. um, Jesus or Jesus one of the two Garcia sorry if I don't know which version of um, the pronunciation you are there um, sir, 
But uh, Bat Doom, the strategy for Bat Doom is on clickstuff.com. Um, I wrote a whole article about that, so please check that out. Um, and then I've talked about using two black hearts today. Do you think two black hearts is good? Man, they are. Yes. Yeah, short yeah, answer. Like, it is. Short, short answer, yes. Yes. Well, I I was running it for, for a while. I was practicing with a lot, and it it kind of killed my drive when I realized they couldn't sack two guards a turn. I was like, man. Well, so, that's here's, so sad. Here, here's the problem, right? Is that Kate can only carry three. Right. And that's right. So you can't carry the guard up with you. So if like, you but you all you generally always want Harry. I agree. So the thing is, is that the GL carry, I was able to Reign of Terror, you know, roll my first one, see if I get a guard, and then make the second one succeed. So I'm bringing Harry and a guard, positioning Blackheart, Blackheart, Harry around the guard, and that's fine, right? So if Kate had Passenger Four, I'd be a lot happier about that whole theme there. Yeah, so. that makes sense. I tried. Remember, I tried Emperor Gladiator with Blackheart. That's just a bad combo. Emperor Gladiator with Blackheart. And Scarab. Remember, I was going Ruler? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. bad. It, it the the problem is, is it's just really risky because of, like, Blackheart just deals penetrating damage. So, generally, is Right, you were trying to alpha with it, right? Blackheart is a very good protective bubble. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and Black, Blackheart ruins that. Right, so the big thing is Blackheart... Now, the, 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 the synergy... I'll leave this last synergy bit, and we need to wrap up because it's two and a half hours or two hours now. Um, Blackheart changing the guard to click number nine. Super OP. Yes, it is incredibly, incredibly good. Right, because it's not just one of them, it's all of them. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, that's... <laughs> Go ahead. So, so, if you generate the guard, you power action with Blackheart to change it to click number 9. It then has flight. You then charge Flurry for 5, carrying Blackheart. Do your charge Flurry blades exploit... Sack the guard, charge or running shot from there with penetrating damage. Sometimes, so, sometimes that charge has energy explosion, or sometimes that running shot has energy explosion. Sometimes that charge has uh, flurry blades. blades. Yeah, so in I, so incredible. I practiced the team that was. It's. It, I think it's actually pretty okay. I. Is the um it was the five five dark phoenixes three hellfire guards and a black card. I think that's a pretty good team because like all it. of them can mastermind to everybody. Um, and then if they don't kill your guards when you move them up, you know that's three charge flurry blades and clicks. You know, pretty good. I'm I'm maybe worth revisiting that. Yeah, it's a plus nine? Plus nine Hellfire team? That's yeah. pretty cool. Maybe worth revisiting that. Gotta have Harry, though. Yeah, it's rough without Harry. I just agree. just gotta have Harry. 
the points didn't work out real weird. They worked out weird to where it was like five points over if I wanted to bring him in. I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah. yeah. Maybe sneak some swap mechanics in there, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think I there was a version with that, with the, the Magneto. So. All right. Well, let's wrap it up with final thoughts today. Uh, Alex, final thoughts? Daddy Daddy is everything that I wanted with Sexy Lexi and that I didn't get. Oh, that's a good. That's an excellent point. I like. He I like was that. a he was a power cosmic mastermind piece that yep. does a ton of damage with Pensai, and it, this one is 150 points cheaper and makes his own mastermind pieces. So, Gladdy Daddy is sexy, Lexi 2.0. I like that. I like it. Uh, Pat. Uh, just want to remind Sam she's on my list. Okay, <laughs> uh, we'll make sure she knows. You uh, think Sam listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> she she does actually, um, I know. I know. you know. So, Tyler, um, I just like the meta right now is super diverse. You can build pretty much anything you want. Uh, a lot of good keywords. As uh, long as it reaches across diversity. the whole map. Yeah, yeah. So I was about to say as long as it's Alpha Strike. As it was as long as that's full map regen barrier, but everything <laughs> does, so it's fine. <laughs> it's a with everything is broken, nothing is right. Famous words. I'm gonna type that. I'm gonna type that in now. <laughs> oh my my uh, my final thoughts. Um, did I, did I say Pat? You made me laugh so hard there. Yeah, I did. Did. Okay, sorry. You made me laugh so hard there, Tyler. That I forgot <laughs> if I'd asked Pat. Uh, my final thoughts is I would like to uh, congratulate Sam on a on a top eight um, for her first tournament back. Well. Second tournament back in over two years, uh, pretty much, since the birth of our son. She did a ton of study um, and a ton of research and practice, and uh, it really showed off for her. So I know she's my wife, and I'm really proud of her all the time, but I am exceptionally proud of her today um, for doing so well yesterday. Um, and she made the list. She made the list. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Clickstoff today. We'll talk to you all next time. See you. Later.